If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Can't you see? I'm listening to RTP, and I'm gonna tell you why. I think this part is fly. They'll watch a movie show, talk is back about romance. Then Mikey says something dumb. Todd wears ten pairs of pants. Page Mikey and Todd. Page Mikey and Todd. Oh, I love you, baby. Romance in the pod. Page Mikey and Todd. Page Mikey and Todd. Well, I need you, baby. Romance in the pod. Woo! Whoa! And I'm Mikey. That's right. We watched Princess Diaries too. Well, let's just start the episode, Paige. Let's. Okay, start. okay, okay. Thank you, thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. My name is Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph, and I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, Paige made us watch. The Princess, Princess Diaries 2, a royal, royal engagement. engagement. Uh, I didn't know about the last part. So, Paige. Yes. Thank you, first off. <laughs> You're welcome. Fully loved this movie. I knew you would. It was everything I needed after a very long day at work. It's basically a Hallmark film. Oh, yeah. it mm-hmm. is? With music. It was a musical, Mikey. Didn't you love it? The music is my least favorite part, but, you know. <laughs> How dare you? Okay. Controversial statement here. Oh my God, controversial statement. I think I liked it better than the first one. Hell yeah, Mikey. (laughs) I actually expected this, Mikey. I expected this to happen. Okay. But Mikey, that's a pretty low bar. Correct. That is a low bar. So please explain more. (laughs) But I will say I kind of agreed with, um, what's the dude with the axe's name? Sala. (laughs) Jonathan Reese davies Yeah. That we need to make Genovia great again. <laughs> no, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> and like, if you're a true Genovian, you kind of know what I'm wow. talking about. You know wow. what I'm saying? Hardcore Genovian nationalism <laughs> wow. coming in hot. I definitely see what's happening here. I'm not saying we didn't build a wall high enough. Look, when America sends its princesses, it's not sending its best. (laughs) It's not sending its best. We need 100% Genovian blood on the throne. (laughs) Wow. Wow, Mikey. They're wanting to put orphans in our castles. No, those orphans (laughs) clean the streets of Genovia. Paige, I don't know. I think he's winning me over to his side. He's talking very confidently. 
I wasn't arguing. I love Chris Pine. <laughs> People are talking that the princess is incompetent, spending your hard-earned taxpayer Genovian dollars. Not on its people, but on foreigners and unwanted. Un- Those children. What? Un- the children what? are the unwanted? Jesus Christ. Mikey. This is hardcore. It's like Republicans, but yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> you think this is hardcore? You should have seen Genovia in 1943. Oh, <laughs> no. Are we going to talk about it? Are we going to finally have the honest discussion of well, the royal family? We we kind of did before the episode started. I don't know if we're gonna keep that okay, okay. <laughs> or not. But to add to the best case, they were neutral, which also oh, means that I they were it. not good. Strongly <laughs> doubt the neutrality. I think they aligned with fascist Italy. Yeah, I think there's a lot of proof. Because here's the thing: Genovia is always just vaguely European, where it's just like you know a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a lot of baguettes, a lot of flags. Yeah, you know. I think they're trying to pretend to be Switzerland, honestly. Kind of except that everyone there speaks italian or is scottish (laughs) (laughs) because it's they're either hard scottish like wearing plaid like hacking as they talk the whole nine it's practically outlander or they're like (laughs) i'm too small too piccola and it's like okay how are, how are these people in the same country? I don't know. I mean, it does. It literally doesn't make sense. Because we conquered the rightful homeland of Genovia <laughs> from the foreign invaders. You know what, Mikey? Genovia is best as a melting pot, and its diversity is what makes it strong. I don't know what crowds you saw in the royal yards. Also, they have a Panera bread. <laughs> I feel like I enjoy the first one still quite a bit, but I am also a girl that came of age around the same time. Oh, sure. And so there's definitely a nostalgia aspect of it for me. As someone who didn't really see that movie until we did it for the podcast, the first movie sort of slaps too. It does. Like, it's not a bad movie. No, this is not a good movie, but it is a fun movie. Fully disagree. (laughs) Queen Andrews, like, surfs down a mattress slide. And she allegedly did that stunt herself. Allegedly. No. I don't know if I believe that at all. That's I found that no. in fun facts, and I was like, I feel like this is a corn fact. Definitely is a corn fact, yes. But I remembered seeing this movie in theaters and being like, this is not great, but I could stare at Chris Pine a lot, so... You mean... The genetic specimen of a ge- how the Genovian gene is high above the rest. Whatever the Genovians have instead of Lebensborn. Yeah. Yeah, that one. His mom was one of the people that was in whatever band was competing with ABBA at the time. And his dad was some sort of high-ranking Gaba. military official. I think it was just Gaga. Oh. Wait. No. They're the same age. <laughs> I mean, we we all saw them in the post credit scene at a woman to parliament. I don't think so. Not my Genovia. <laughs> it wasn't just one woman. It was a lot of women. Well, three. I hated it. <laughs> it was a lot of women. And I was here for it. It was like, this is the prequel to Barbie. This movie does end on like some super strong feminist vibes, which I thought was cool for 2004. I would say most Princess Diaries properties lean heavy into the feminism. Don't hate it. I'm so sorry. I have to interrupt. Okay. You said properties like there's more than just these two movies. Like the books as well as the movies. There's a big series of books. I remember this from the first episode. Oh, I forgot about that. That's right. Okay, yeah. There's a huge series of books. Now, this movie, they say in the credits that they're like, it's based on the books. 
I don't remember any of this shit happening in the books. As far as I remember from the books, she stays with Michael, the guy from the first movie, pretty much the whole time. And then the books kind of end before she really becomes queen. I could be wrong. It's been 20 plus years. There's a lot of books. Though. There's like 20 books. Uh, uh, there's like there's a bunch. There's not that many. But also this screenplay was written by Shonda Rhimes. I know. I saw that. I was like, this is a Shonda Rhimes movie. This is amazing. This is a Shonda Rhimes joint. Gary Marshall directed it. Well, he directed the first one, too. That's not surprising. He's one of the drummers at the end. I saw him. I he know. was. I love that you did that. I, I was like, oh, Gary. I loved when Stan Lee uh, sexually harassed the queen. That oh, was that my was favorite. Stan- Lee. I wrote that on my notes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there's Stan no Lee. way that this is a Marvel movie, right? No, but that'd be great. Like, no, how? Well, and then and then in my, my mind, I was like, man, like, I know this is so long ago, but was this like early in Marvel planning with Chris Pine? And I was like, wait, he's DC. It doesn't even matter. I know, right? <laughs> what? Yes. I'm just going to, in one random scene, put like a sound effect of like Wolverine being like, oh, excuse me, or something like Then that will tie this to the MCU forever. That'd be amazing. At the end of the movie, she just decloaks into Mystique, and you're like, Where's the real princess? (laughs) Love it. I'd be here for that. Hell yeah. I've been poaching people from other mental health agencies, but I feel like Samuel L. Jackson because I'll just like show up to somebody after like a presentation and be like, I need to talk to you about my initiative. (laughs) (laughs) You feel like Nicholas Shield? (laughs) Yeah. Or whatever that guy's name was oh but really though you were thinking of nick fury of shield yeah Sorry, I just that's what to... i was thinking of how i'm furious that these women are taking over genovian politics no <laughs> oh my god also we gotta get through this movie so mikey and i can watch loki season two which uh is it out today it literally came out two minutes ago that sounds really nice the disappointment on Mikey's face that he has to finish this recording that we've just started uh-huh. is like very visible. Miracles listeners. happen once in a while <laughs> when you believe. Deal with it. It's Princess Diaries time now. Hell yeah, baby. But seriously. Genovia smuggled Nazis into escaping from the fall of the Third Reich. That palace is built on Nazi gold, 100%. For that sure, That Panera yes. bread stands where probably a Jewish bakery stood. Like, I don't know. I can't verify. They definitely had their version of the Crystal Noct or whatever, yeah. My least favorite part of Genovian propaganda, like when she goes outside to look at people, is like they zoom in on the one Genovian family of color. And I thought that was <laughs> I did <wild>. see that. <laughs> I did see. I did notice that as well. I was like, huh. Now, granted, that part of Genovia in that scene is just the universal backlot we were on a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Eating food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no, no. That's the Paramount lot. Oh, shit. My bad. Yeah. We were on the universal backlot walking through the Bates Motel uh, and the like, nope, Jupiter's claim. Yeah. At uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. We were at Genovia. I, we were in so many different studios when we were in LA. I literally like got them mixed up or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a movie that starts off aggressively not showing us our main character for almost the first six minutes guys like we never see Anne Hathaway until six minutes into this movie it's like all flashback or over the shoulder we yeah we do it's always the back of her head it's the back of her head for like six and a half minutes it's so wild which was she there was she not who knows I honestly think up to the opening credits she wasn't I would die for the chance 
to stare at the back of Anne Hathaway's head for six and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was she going to do it twice? It would only take four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> four and a half minutes, but it's still six and a half inches. Oof. That's how far away you have to stand. <laughs> <laughs> that hate sex for Rune and Genovia. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look, your Genovian populism is a little extreme. <laughs> Look. You don't sound like a real Genovian. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I would never claim to be. It's a mythical place. Yeah. And you know who else isn't? Well, then that's an American who knows her place. <laughs> oh, man. Ever since Genovia exited the EU, shit's gone downhill. <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys like the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Here's the thing. It's it's not good. It's the level of a Hallmark film, but it is fun for what it is. There are funny moments. I think she and Chris Pine do have a ton of chemistry, even though they're not on screen nearly enough. Oh, they fully do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I would watch just the two of them hooking up and making out forever. I was super into it, bro. If we got a 365 movie with these people, oh, I would be here for it, even so to. It's basically Bridgerton. (laughs) Thank you, Shonda Rhimes. Give me Princess Diaries 3, but like sexy, and I'm here for it. This is kind of like a romance movie that someone was like, kids are going to watch this. And so they just dropped a a few things in for kids. They just dialed it down. I'm wondering if they were both single at the time of filming because uh, they definitely had chemistry. You know what I'm saying? I don't. They did, yes. Super chemistry. I know that she was auditioning for Brokeback Mountain in the middle of this. So she had to go to her audition in costume as Princess Mia. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did she get the part? Yes. I know, I know. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, have you never seen Brokeback Mountain? I haven't. I honestly haven't. Oh, of course. Brokeback Mountain is exactly what they want to turn Genovia into. Okay. I mean, that sounds pretty rad to me, dude. As Princess Mia and Lily said earlier in this film, right on. Let's go for it. Also, we eventually do have to do Brokeback Mountain. We should. Yeah, absolutely. We should do it. I don't know why we haven't. I think we always are like, oh, right. And then we pick something else. But I think it's generally because like it's sad. It is very sad. It's very good, but it's very sad. Just like me. Very good, but very sad that these people have ruined Genovia. (laughs) Make Genovia pears again. (laughs) This is such a weird vibe. This is such a weird direction. Women cannot vote unless married. That is the Genovian tradition. That is not the tradition, Mikey. Get fucked. Sit on a pear. Oh, that's right. (laughs) They can't vote at all because this is a monarchy. That's actually the truth. (laughs) There is a parliament. What? Yeah, they, they probably vote for parliament, although I don't know if they do or not. No one ever tells us. It might be more of a House of Lords situation where they're like appointed by the queen or whatever. In and, and truth, I don't even know if the House of Lords is like that anymore. I don't pay attention because largely I don't give a shit about the British monarchy. It like doesn't interest me at all. And I'm certainly not going to care about Genovian monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> they give us just enough to be like they're in wigs. Although the prime ministers got pipes oh yes that dude can sing 
whenever he sings the Genovian uh, anthem, which I can't remember if it's in the first movie. I just know that it happens at least once in this movie. But we get like second and third verses. And I'm just like, damn. Yeah. They really went in on this anthem. Yeah. This is like a four minute anthem. <laughs> what is this? The Olympics? <laughs> Traditional Genovian pirate earring. Oh, how dare you attack Hector Elizondo's character in this movie. Of course he wore a gold earring. He's not the only one with a weird gold earring in Parliament. <laughs> there, are, there are multiple earrings in Parliament. It's a Genovian <laughs> tradition. Genovia. We are not far enough into home. this late night recording for this level of energy. Hey. I spent most of today answering work emails, eating that same pizza that we ordered while you guys are here, and oh, then watching a so documentary good. about the CIA's LSD experiment. I'll just tell you that if I was there when they revoked the law that she had to be married, we would have been in the people's house of Genovia on October 5th, definitely protesting her taking power. Don't you mean January 6th, Mikey? What is today, Todd? <laughs> Well, that's not the day the episode drops. <laughs> but it's the episode, it's the day that is today. And that's the day I would have stormed Genovian Parliament and put my feet up on the Prime Minister's desk. <laughs> Mikey, at the end of this recording, will be taken into custody by Genovian forces and have to spend the next, no joke, like eight years of that guy's life. I'm not even joking. He got like eight years. Hilarious. For his feet up on Pelosi's desk. Like, yeah, that's what he, he's going to be serving time in a Genovian prison. Mikey, <laughs> we cannot let your filibuster continue. Loki has been on for nine minutes already. <laughs> well, let's go. We've done we've done enough introductions. Oh, yeah. I think we know where <laughs> we all stand on this, this movie. Let's talk about this fascist romance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree with that, though, Mikey. Everyone in this movie is aggressively 1% to everyone who's and, below status. Yeah, they're hardcore monarchists. It's <laughs> fucking disgusting. So, Which, yeah. honestly, that makes me shocked that Todd liked this movie. Oh, I yeah. think of these like fairy tales because... That is the only place monarchy should exist. Yeah, it's a fake country that definitely helped the Red Cross help Nazis escape. Sure. <laughs> Genovia exported ammunition to certain countries that they are no longer allowed to talk about. Wink. Mikey, you have to say wink on an audio only podcast. It rhymes with Nazis. <laughs> That is the cheesy version of a Nazi, Mike, by the way. Mike, oh, Mike. I love Mikey, can I ask you, were you planning this all day or did I start this <laughs> no, before we started the episode when I asked I, what their allegiance was in World War II? I sat and watched this movie and then I was like, I need to look into what's going on in the Trump world if I'm going to really take this far <laughs> enough today. This is the first time I've ever heard of Mikey doing research for a podcast. And this was specifically to derail this episode. And I love oh. that, Mikey. Never change. Wasn't it weird when Queen Clarice grabbed that lady by the pussy? <laughs> when you're royalty, they just let you do it, Paige. They just let you do it. And then she was holding that Glock. When your uh, bachelorette party is a cabal of people who control the world, yeah, you've got an issue. <laughs> you, know, you know, I heard Queen Clarice was on some uh, questionable airplanes and is friends with George Soros. <laughs> Fun fact, you can point out Seven different House Republicans at the wedding ceremony. 
Is it like Russia flew him over for Fourth of July? It's fine. I'm going deep into this joke. <laughs> Mikey, I honestly appreciate you committing so hard to this bit. You dressed up like the QAnon shaman for the episode. <laughs> the face paint really does look good. On Oof. You. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's Genovian themed. <laughs> it's the green and the blue and the white. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Remember that time about 20 years ago where somebody flew into their tallest pear tree? The Viscount was right. We Did you say Viscount? The Viscount. Page. The Viscount. Viscount. They've got to Viscount the votes. Paige, no. forgive him. He's only ever heard that word. What he definitely hasn't is wrong because with you? Because Mikey, one of the shows that Mikey and I do both watch is Bridgerton, in which Viscount Anthony Bridgerton is often referred to as the Viscount. We need a re-Viscount. Stop the stealing of the throne. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Yeah, should we start talking about the actual movie? Yeah, please. We're going to have to power through this as Mikey turns into a legit fascist in front of our eyes well you see the genovian special electors were were, had the authority (laughs) to stop her ascension the parliamentarian was not a true patriot of genovia hang him what what (laughs) wow mikey hang mike vince the parliamentarian (laughs) of the genovian parliament no this has gone very deep do you know where they got their voting machines mikey (gasps) dominion Dominion. Dominion. They took it. <laughs> yeah. Dominion, because that's a thing, a word a king would use. Yes, exactly. Do you know the national animal of Genovia? No. Is it a fox? The Kraken. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're a landlocked country. The Unleash the Kraken. <laughs> Hang on. I'm going to Google this. <laughs> Wait, what the animal is of Genovia? You know what? That actually that probably is because of the books. <laughs> Uh, what's Genovia's national animal? Is Genovia fascist? Is the river otter. The lion. <laughs> Genovia's national animal is the lion. Oh, I was looking at somewhere else. River otter. Where did we get river otter? Principality of Genovia. Oh my gosh, I see. Okay, but that's a real nation state. <laughs> yeah, Genoa. So you're looking at the actual one because apparently there's an actual place. What the fuck? Did somebody like... Make this up, because that's the same flag. What the fuck? Hold on. Wait, when you click on it, it says their government type is anarchy. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, this is a made-up thing, Paige, for sure. Okay, okay, okay. The population is 11.8 billion. Yeah, okay. (laughs) This is made up. But apparently, according to... The Wikipedia from or the wiki for the book. Oh, well, yeah, we have to go by that. Yeah, they're between France and Italy. They're often compared to Monica, which is true. I do remember that from the book. But that's also why I think they sided with Mussolini. Exactly. Yes. Their ethnic groups are Genovian, Italian, French, and Monegasque. <laughs> okay. They're Roman Catholic. They're a constitutional principality. Oh. So they are a essentially like a constitutional monarchy, I guess. I mean, they certainly have a parliament. They use the euro. It does say it's only one square mile. What's that last group? 
What's that last group they got? Monegasque, which might be real, Mikey. So maybe we don't want to make fun they're of it. They're probably taking our job. What? Is they real? Yeah, there's people from Monaco. That's the name for people from Monaco. Oh, oh, oh. It's oh magic. my God. Okay. Oh, sorry. What? Hold up. Okay. Nazi and Italian troops most likely entered Genovia between the invasions of France and Monaco in 1940 and 1942, respectively. And according to the books, Prince Arthur Ronaldo made a historic pledge after Mussolini's forces invaded in 1939 to exercise the rights of the sovereignty in accordance with political and economic interests of neighboring France in exchange for military and naval protection in the event of war. And Prince Philippe has worked around that agreement. And they are a member of the European Union. Hmm. So I guess they sided with France, which is infinitely less interesting. <laughs> no, that, that just tells me that they surrendered. I mean, it sounds like they did. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, like, I get it. They had just spent all their money on the Maginot line. Um, and the, the, the Germans just, like, flew over it. So... Some people would say that this monarchy was put in place as, like, you know, a puppet regime uh, for Nazism. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. We, we have to talk about the movie, Mikey. Yes. We have to. Okay, so like, I guess we can talk about the lamest part of Genovia, this love, love story. <laughs> Do you almost say loathe story? Loathe story. It is sort of a loathe story because it goes from loathing it's very quickly. enemies to lovers. Yeah. It's a classic trope. Yeah, just like Sense and Sensibility. Ah, just like Genovia. <laughs> And Nazi Germany. <laughs> I love you. But we have to get through this movie. We're only 28 minutes in. Motherfucker, I've been waiting for Loki 2 to come out for weeks. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's start it up. Let's go. First scene. I've literally been working since 6 a.m. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's 5 o'clock. You're 7. It's 8 20 our time. time, Mikey. Yeah. I've traveled back in time to Paige's time. Yeah, Mikey got a nap. He literally woke up from a nap. Oh. He, like, knew how contentious this episode would be, so he rested up. Just like the real Genovians are waking <laughs> up to the changes that are ruining this country. Spe okay, speaking of time zones, though, I saw a TikTok the other day of a girl being like, so England is X amount of hours ahead of us, so they're, like, in the future. Why don't they tell us what happens? Think about it. And I was like, what? Exactly. <laughs> also, Paige, you can't get mad at Mikey for derailing and then bring up a random ass TikTok. <laughs> I said two sentences. He has put forth a manifesto. Just like we had to derail the trains from Genovia <laughs> straight into the camps. Paige, just start. Okay, so Mia graduates from public affairs school. We never see her face, just the back of her head. And we do see two of her friends that we will never see again. They do not have names. She then flies <laughs> to Genovia, and we hear about most of this via voiceover because we just see her lap, not her face. Yeah. And it is a lot of clips from the last movie to catch you up, even though this movie only came out three years after the last one. Like, it's set five years in the future from the last one. Yeah, it is. But it only came out three years. So, like, we all remember the last one, but anyway. Wait, so does this movie take place in, like, 2006, even though it came out in 2004? Yes. Why didn't they tell us what happened in the future? I know. Think about How it. How dare they? Fucking England. If Mikey was paying attention, he'd be laughing right now. True, true. I'm not laughing at the fascist regime that is Genovia. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to Genovia yet. Just like democracy hasn't gotten to Genovia yet. <laughs> Why am I doing it now? God damn it. 
Anyway, uh, we find out that her mom married her uh, high school teacher that she was dating in the last one. They're expecting a baby. Lily went to Berkeley, surprising no one. And her brother <laughs> decided not to be in this movie and went on tour with his band. <laughs> that, which band slaps, apparently, Rooney. right? Like, you yeah, like Rooney. Them. Yeah. I fucking love Rooney. After we did the last one, I went on like a Rooney binge for a, a little yeah. while and I was like, yes. Yeah. Still holds up. Yeah. I'm, and, and they're still remembered just like Princess Diaries 2 is remembered. Seldomly and when enjoyed, enjoyable. Yeah, that honestly, that's very accurate, I would say. Yeah. So she gets to Genovia, and one of the funniest parts about this is the CG castle that they fly around oh, and the and CG the airport. airport that she lands at. I was like, this feels appropriate because, like, this whole thing is taking place inside a cartoon. Yes. Because it's like that level of silly. Yes. And if you can squint your eyes, you can almost hear the Luftwaffe taking off from this airport <laughs> to hit long range targets in the Mediterranean Sea. Hang on, hang on. What do you think Luftwaffe is, Mikey? I don't know. Luftwaffles are more of a Belgian. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I know what the Luftwaffe is. The Nazi Air Force, Todd. Well, just German, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) we drive through Genovia to the palace, which is the first time we see the Panera bread in the Genovian Square, which is my favorite crazy inclusion. But they also, they drive past a woman conspicuously selling Nokia phones at a table. Yeah. You know, just in case you didn't realize this was 2004. <laughs> but and it's literally like they're driving through and it's every different accent they could cobble together from extras being like, it's Mia, the princess from America. Yeah. And it's, you know, typical Genovia. But it is her just like arriving at Genovia and like pulling up to the palace. And all of this time we are aggressively not seeing Anne Hathaway. No, nope. even to the point where they open the car door for her and the camera like sweeps up to the palace and we never see who was in that car. We don't. We just see Fat Louie get out because yes. roughly half of this movie is just footage of dogs and cats running through the halls of the palace. Maybe that's why I loved it so much because it's like <laughs> super cute. I was here for it. I did. It was one of those things that I didn't Fun notice. fact. Oh, no. Those dogs and cats. <laughs> have more rights than the average Genovian. That's why there's a prominent one featured in the film. Uh, But yes, Todd, I noticed the same thing that I was like, we don't even see her looking out the window at Genovia. Like nothing. We don't see her shoes get out of the car. (laughs) Like nothing. You know what, Paige? I think they did that on purpose. And I'll tell you why. Why? Because we get like a really good reveal of her here. Like, and she's beautiful. So I wonder if they were just like saving her for that sort of like super princessy reveal. Yeah. Because it, it is effective because you're like, oh, why am I not seeing her? But it's like really aggressive. So it was funny to me. Yes. But I think they say, I think it was a choice. I think they saved it. Yeah, that makes sense because we we literally do cut to a ball that night where yeah. she gets the double door open. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. in the red dress, peak princess. Yeah, absolutely. Gorgeous Anne Hathaway. Gorgeous Anne Hathaway. And via the voiceover, we find out that it's her 21st birthday party. So she has to dance with all the eligible bachelors. But we cut to the queen arriving and the eagle is flying, double door entrance mm. or whatever. You know, you know, in other countries had big, big eagles on their on their on their flags and stuff. OK, uh, America. Say- <laughs> yeah, but also I'm just saying Project Paperclip, look into it. It rhymes with Motsi, Paige. Motsi. Mikey's getting really into painting German shepherds. <laughs> oh, jeez. To go hang out with President Bush. A real Genovian. <laughs> <What the> f- <laughs> anyway. 
this is also where because the credits are still rolling because this is kind of happening over the credits right this is where it does say screenplay by shonda rhimes and i lost my mind because i did not know that until today i was like what oh my god but honestly that's why it's so great i know i was like i get it yep she is talented very love it yeah she knows how to do a princess story let's just put it that because bridgerton at its core also princess stories Oof, hell yeah a lot of enemies to lovers a lot of typical tropes so mia waves and her bracelet flies off because again mia's main personality trait is clumsy yeah uh, as we remember from the previous film and we get a montage of her dancing with all of the eligible bachelors and like one speaks Greek and doesn't speak English, so he just keeps talking to her and she can't reply. One is counting and stomping on her feet. <laughs> we cut to her, like, stealing some cake. We run into Raven Simone playing a generic princess from somewhere in Africa that they do not define. I assumed it was Wakanda. Oh, yes. Let's make th- <gasps> she's That's fabulous. why Stan Lee is there. Oh, my God. This is a Marvel <laughs> movie. This is a Marvel movie. What is happening i love this okay so raven simone is there representing wakanda yes love it hell yes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this is there's something kind of like this in the books where like mia does make friends with other like dignitaries kids and stuff at one point so this is kind of one of those yeah yeah but we see the the prime minister and his very irish wife who doesn't speak in this movie but if you remember from the last one it is the same lady yeah who was like aggressively irish <laughs> in comes chris pine because anne hathaway accidentally bumps into him because clumsy steps on his foot and he's just like don't worry about it i'm chris pine but he is Fully Chris Fine. Yes. Yeah. Wearing suits. <laughs> a real Genovian. Paige, I love that you get that. Yes. A Genovian for the people. Mm-hmm. So she ends up dancing with a like a guy doing the splits and a shimmy and, and a guy who just like is so stiff. He's like trying to land a plane. And Chris Pine cuts in to be like, all right, let's. Okay. Yeah, he's like, let me let me show y'all how it's done. Let me show y'all how to woo a lady. Let me do this with some Hawkeye swagger. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yes. So they dance and they're kind of flirting. And he gets immediately interrupted by Prince Jacques, the most upsetting prince in the film. I was very concerned about the future of that prince. That prince is a future sex pest and yeah. acting like it's anything different. We're just fooling ourselves. Ugh. Because he's like, if it was my party, we'd be kissing by now. And I was like, oh, and then he's like, can I blow on your ear? And I love that. She's like, could you reach it? And he like tries and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> and then he just keeps dancing. But she goes to meet another member of parliament and she doesn't actually get introduced to them because a waiter accidentally knocks her crown off. But it is Jonathan Reese Davies, a.k.a. Sala from yeah. Indiana Jones, a.k.a. the true patriot. <laughs> And oddly enough, Paige, he also had a Genovian reality TV show for a time. So this is starting to check out, is all I'm saying. Yeah, he's very, I mean, he loves Machiavelli. I think Trump would if he could read. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> so he catches the crown, he hands it back to her. He's like, you might want to be careful. Someone might try to take that from you. And as she turns, he goes, someone like me. Yeah. I love that he outed himself immediately as the villain which checks out because when i was on 4chan gianon told me that when she knocked the crown when the crown got knocked off and the true patriots arrived then the real genovia will rise 
the storm. Is that a prophecy? Well, all Q drops are prophecies. <sighs> that is concerning, guys. And when she marries <laughs> JFK Jr., America and Genovia will finally be allies. Yeah. Where Genovia go one, Genovia goes all. Ugh. This is all real stuff that people out there believe. Apparently. <laughs> oh! It goes all the way up the tree, babe! <laughs> it does, it does, it does. <laughs> Anyway, we cut to the next morning where she's watching Eggs with Elsie, the inexplicably extremely Scottish morning show in Genovia. <laughs> she's their Perez Hilton. Yes. Which is wild to me. But also their like nightly news anchor. Like, yeah, and their morning news anchor yeah. and their TMZ. She's the only. She legit doesn't sleep. Yeah. Some would call it state media. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch, he's right. She is the Genovian propaganda machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So what you're saying is she's Goebbels. Like, that's what we're saying right now. I think it's pronounced gerbils. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only in the bedroom, beige. It is gerbils. Haven't you read those graphic novels, Mouse? <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> this episode's gonna be fucking three hours long because you keep googling more nonsense. So I'm not googling. Much. I know a lot about all this. That is oh. very concerning, Mikey. That is upsetting to the max. Occupationally, because it's crazy, or is it starting to make sense, baby? Tell me the truth. <sighs> Who's to know? Only Gianon can tell us. <laughs> Genovia clearance patriots. <laughs> We've been doing QAnon over on Cult Podcast, so I also now know too much about QAnon. <laughs> All the stuff is from the HBO documentary, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good documentary. Yeah. I love that one. Anyway, so this is where we meet her ladies' maids, uh, Brigitte and Brigitte, who are there just to dance and be fun for children and conveniently <laughs> hide or be present whenever the plot needs them to. They are... The saddest characters in this movie for me. At one point, Lily calls them Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. And yeah. I was like, that's a joke that's going to go over every child's head that watches this film. But it is also the most accurate description yeah. of what they are. Yeah. But people with those last names were deported from Genovia 60 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Mikey, please. It's every sentence. I'm my sanity is hanging on by a thread already. <laughs> this is how Alex Jones does it, man. He just like says shit that like gets media attention. Mm -hmm. That's how he breaks people down. Anyway, she's supposed to meet her grandma, the queen, in the throne room, but before that, her grandma has to go meet in Parliament. So she's wandering around the castle. She finds a peephole, so she gets to watch Parliament. I love that she found the peephole immediately when this was happening. Yes, very perfect timing. Yeah. Total lack of causality. It's a real <laughs> five cream scream franchise level of discovery. I loved it. I wonder why there was a lot of spaces in the walls to hide people in Genovia. I knew this was going to come up when this started. I knew it was. Like, why did they need secret passages out of the castle page? Think about it. So they could easily get to Argentina. I don't like what are you? Duh. Yeah. Colonia Dignia, Dodd. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I listened to your episodes, Paige. There's also a really good documentary out uh, that came out after our episodes. But anyway, so, of course, Lord Devereux, or I guess he's Lord Devereux and his dad is somebody else. Well, it's not his dad. It's his uncle. It's his uncle. Sala uncle. is his uncle. Yeah. I'm assuming that his uncle didn't inherit but is being taken care of by the family. Yes. Because there is this, like, 
familial, like almost father and son kind of d- dynamic yeah. between them. But I think it's pretty clear even early on that, that his parents were murdered. Yes, I agree with you 100%. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they did no. die when he was very young. They died when he was like six. Yes, under mysterious circumstances. No, Mikey, well, I don't know how they died, but I do think that Chris Pine is his ward and yes. that's how this is working. Yes. But that Chris Pine is ultimately at this point in his life in charge of like the family, the finances, all of that. Right. But his uncle more or less raised him. You know, so there is that father and son dynamic, too. Yes. But yes, we are all saying that Chris Pine is the Genovian Batman, right? Like, that's where we were going with that. Yeah, absolutely. Not exactly. His parents were murdered after an opera. It was probably a Nazi opera. I'm sorry to say that, but... Listen. I mean, hey, you can Ride of the Valkyries still kind of slaps. It does. It slaps. His parents were traitors. <laughs> His parents were traitors and were never members of Genovia. They never existed. Can I please move forward? <laughs> Motherfucker. I'm sorry, Paige. This one's my fault. I apologize. Sala gets up and he's like, indeed, don't touch the dates. Uh, but also. <laughs> How dare you, Temple of Doom us. Also, that's uh, right, Raiders of the, the Lost, Lost Ark. Ark. Oh, it is the Lost Ark. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Lost Ark. Nazis, I know. <laughs> anyway, he's like, hey, there's a royal line from King Chevalier, which just means horse, which I thought was fun. But King Chevalier, <laughs> great, great grandfather was, you know, so and so his sister's mother, whatever. And so apparently his nephew also has a claim to the throne, Lady Jane style, which then prompted me to question, are he and Anne Hathaway technically kind of related they are and how close i don't think they're close i think it was like five greats. okay okay like he was great 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 grandfather i think anne hathaway's family was installed as a puppet regime that has continued mikey and then mikey chris pine is coming to take back genovia i'm fucking begging you take back genovia <laughs> for the real people it has been an hour it has been an hour almost and we are in the first scene of the movie it. i'm just here telling telling what the people are saying out there in genovia Damn it. anyway i here's what i think happened i think it's back at that great great king chevalier there's one child that then continued the rinaldi line which is where she's connected and another child so they're probably like four times removed at least yeah somehow yeah anyway but just remember, they're kind of cousins. I mean, if we're talking fourth cousins, that's like a real wide net. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, listen, I'm not saying you should fuck your cousins. Let me be clear. I'm just saying fourth is, like, pretty distant. Or at least those are Mormon Tinder rules. <laughs> Yo, I think it's legal to marry your first cousin in Utah. I have no idea. It's legal to marry your first cousin, or no, it's legal to marry your second cousin most places. First cousin most places. Uh, first yeah. cousin in a handful. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... He's like, my nephew should be king. And also, you can't even challenge us because she's not married and she's got to get married and they're going to give her 30 days to do it. And she's like, how can I fall in love in 30 days? It's like, you can't, bitch. It's all arranged marriages from here on out. Well, hopefully just one marriage. But yeah. Well, you know, pillows are easily smotherable. (laughs) You mean faces are easily smothered with pillows. How dare you imply that she would kill someone? You, I, I'm just restating what you said. I said pillows. 
Wait, were you referring to her boobs? I'm under. I'm confused. Oh, by what a nice way to go. Hell yeah, that's what I call a good old snooze snoo. Anyway, she breaks into her first song. Don't cry for me, John <laughs> The truth is <laughs> that we were Nazis <laughs> all through World War II. Yes! We yes! were fascists. I'm a Nazi. Oh. Sorry. I'm we so claimed sorry. the gold and we ran the trains through. We looked the other way yeah. and stood in the back. That, yeah, is, a, no, that sure. is what they actually did in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Love the music. Not a great movie. Oh, see, that's the part I do know about. But I don't want to add another hour to this podcast. I don't know much about Argentina, so you're, you're lucky there. Except for that's where Hitler went. I okay. I that's one of the few conspiracy <laughs> theories that I like high key believe in. Do we want to? Yeah, that's the part Paige and I were cued in on. I think that there is credible evidence to suggest that Hitler may have escaped. Yeah, I mean, uh, personally, yes. Yeah, <laughs> that that is. It, that's one of those things that I bring up and ruin parties with. The people are like, "We thought you were cool, but apparently yeah. you're fucking nuts." <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I heard you say it on a podcast one time, and it made sense to me. So now I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Where I like laid out the route and everything. And I'm like, like I've shit. thought about this too much. Damn. She brought Minsk into it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So she's talking to her grandma. Yeah. Julie Andrews. And Julie Andrews like, well, I had an arranged marriage. And actually, we grew to really like each other over time. Which, honestly, there are many people who have had arranged marriages who grow to really like each other over time. Good for them. I'm glad that worked out for you. I went to an arranged marriage once. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's one of those things where I feel like depending on how you do it, sometimes I look at them and I'm like, that's fucking smart. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they like ended up together, but it was a Sikh uh, wedding that we got invited to. It was awesome. Mm. It was really, really cool. Yeah. That is really cool. As long as people are consenting adults and both people had a say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, and I know just because people are going to be stupid about it. They were the same age. They were consulted yeah. and they were the same age and they both agreed to it. I don't want to I don't want to sound rude, but they were a little older in life. See, that's where it makes sense to me is yeah. when people are like, I'm 36. I don't have time to date. Yeah. Match me up with people I might vibe with. We're going to talk a little bit. We're going to agree to do one and then we're going to go. Yeah. That makes all the sense in the world to me to be honest with you that is pretty much exactly what i what i what i saw yeah 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 it was cool those are the ones that i'm like sounds legit yeah anyway but me is like no i dream of love because this is a romantic movie <laughs> i love this movie i think i cried three times it's mm -hmm. it's very fun now my the favorite thing that i had not remembered <laughs> Was in this movie, she's looking at all of the pictures of like all of her relatives that have ruled because her, her grandmother, Julie Andrews, is like, hey, you don't have to do this. You don't have to be queen. Like there are other people and he probably won't be that bad of a guy, but like it's up to you. And she looks through at all the paintings and finally settles on her dad, who seems to have been painted in the likeness of Pierce Brosnan. Never forget. No, wait, Paige. I literally took a photo of it to share with you right now. To say it looks like Bill Paxton to me. Bill Paxton? Look at the photo. I just I just sent it to you. I can see it. It looks like Bill Paxton to me. I can see Bill Paxton. Like, I didn't think I would agree, but yeah, I could. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, kind of. Honestly, it kind of looks like me with a beard. Where were you in 1939? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Argentina.
<laughs> that's pretty you early. You got there a little early. You set up base camp. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah. what you were doing. Yeah, you're the one putting swastikas on old buildings and stuff. In 1939, <laughs> my father's sperm was sperm. I don't know. That's a weird way to say your granddad was alive, but no one else in your familial line. <laughs> I'm glad you understood what I was throwing down there. <laughs> I speak Mikey pretty fluently at this point. Anyway, <laughs> then we get a voiceover from the painting as if the painting is talking to her and is like, Amelia, courage is not the absence of fear, but the judgment that something else is more important. And she was like, thanks, daddy painting. Carpe diem. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what that dick do, Chris Pine? Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, do you want to be mega rich and have your own airport, or do you want to be like a little bitch and go back to America? Yeah. Do you want your own cartoon airport, Roger Rabbit? Let's roll. You know you do. <laughs> I think she'd be rich regardless, so it's more just like, do you want to have a job, or do you want to have a job? <laughs> because, like, <laughs> pick one. Or do you want to be a figurehead that's more or less just a leech on public funds? Mikey, you're making some good points, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Most of your job is just receiving baskets of vegetables and waving to little girls. <laughs> I'm out. That's not like something I go to jail for. I, am yeah, out. I don't know about that. I'm not doing this job. I feel like I could do it. I feel like I could do I it. I feel like it would be appropriate for you to do it. I'd be like, thank <laughs> you for the carrots and hello, little girl. Actually, can I be honest with you one second? Yes. Andrea Gazetta would be the perfect princess of Genovia. She would fucking crush it. She loves pink. Loves it. She's already a princess in my heart. Of course. Blonde. Yeah, Blonde. exactly. Yeah. So that would appease the nationalist factions <laughs> in Genovia. <laughs> All I'm saying is Andrea Gazetta, if you want it, the Genovian throne is yours. You just have to marry Chris Pine. Oh, shucks. <laughs> yeah, no, damn it. You walk around <laughs> parades like, hello, little girl, like your crown. Thank you for the parade. <laughs> but like, I could totally see Andrea Gazetta like pausing a parade and then like going to like help a little girl and oh, then hey. having them all walk. Yeah, that's an Andrea Gazetta move. That was my favorite part of this movie is when that parade stops and you see the little girl in the red coat in the background. Mikey. Wow. Wow. I was about to do a perfect Andrea Gazetta impression and you had to drop a Schindler's List reference in. Holy Schindler. Oh, hey, if you could like maybe choose between one of your two daughters, then like that would be kind of cool. But either way, we're on this train and that's really kind of. <laughs> I don't ever want to hear Andrea Gazetta say that shit. Oh, my Recapping God. Sophie's choice. Yeah, no, probably oh, not. Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I have to eat dinner at some point, okay? I'm sorry. I had this Schindler's List joke like really banked up for the parade farm. Sorry. Oh, I, went, I went too hard on the opening. <laughs> the one self-aware Mikey moment. I went too hard on the opening. It's just There's also what he says after sex. The opening? <laughs> we're we're a traditional Genovian household here. You only you only hook up with pear-shaped women? Love it. Like your style. <laughs> Hell yeah. Anyway. Oh hey guys, I think I would like to be a princess. Uh <laughs> she 
Oh my god, best princess ever. My favorite part of this movie is when the people were lined up with their problems and they only executed four of them. <laughs> they did not execute any of them, Mikey. None of them's got executed. This is not Game of Thrones. The worst part was when we didn't see Anne Hathaway's face for a long time, but we did just see her shoes swaying in the wind. I get that reference because you told me about it. But we've I got Jojo Rabbit. Movie. We've got Schindler's List, <laughs> Sophie's Choice. What are we missing? The pianist. Oh, fuck. Wait, wait. So all the Genovians are like, Bongiorno. So we got Inglorious <laughs> Bastards in there. <laughs> they call me the Bear Genovian. Jesus. It's just a cricket bat. <laughs> because, because it's just random European shit. <laughs> I had every true Genovian in my neighborhood sign this cricket bat. I fucking love that movie, man. <laughs> it's his last good one. Well, it's the last one Sally Menke edited, I and know. I could do a TED talk on this, but we don't have time because we've I already know. spent way too agree. much time talking about Nazis. Yeah, he jumped the eight millimeter. I also really like Django. I think Django is great, but I think Django is pretty good. That to me was the first descent. But it's closest to the good stuff, and I do yes. like Django. Everything else after that, I've just checked out. I haven't even seen his most recent one. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Sure. It's not bad. So we cut to Chris Pine and his uncle's house, where his uncle is just like, hey, she wasn't even born here. Genovian pride. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen? I want her long-form Genovian birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> says here she was maybe born in San Francisco <laughs> and he also is like by the way we're just gonna cheat like we are not gonna play fair we just are gonna get what we want Machiavelli style apparently he was super into Tupac hell yeah <laughs> anyway so we cut to the palace where they have invited Chris Pine to stay with them so that they can like keep an eye on him but also make it seem like they're extending goodwill but Mia does not understand that Chris Pine that she met at the dance is the same person that's trying to take her crown. Right. So like this is her first revelation. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, the hot guy I flirted with. And so she goes and like stomps on his foot and stomps out of the room to go eat ice cream in the craziest way possible. It's Haagen-Dazs, Mikey. Did you notice that? Yeah. Very German sounding mm. ice cream in the royal house. Of Genovia. Haragen Well, that's because they Dave and Bustered up my true Genovian ice cream business and nationalized it. <laughs> what did Dave and Buster Dave have to Busters? do with this? Do you mean Ben and Jerry? <laughs> yes, he does, Dave. <laughs> he 100% met Ben and Jerry's. Holy no. shit. It's like Cockney rhyming slang, like Ben and Jerry. Better be wary, Dave and Bustered up my... Yeah. Cheese and crackers. I'm real good at slam poetry. <laughs> oh, woe is me. I just from the <laughs> yeah, amount yeah, of yeah. words you mispronounce on a daily basis, no, that's not true. <laughs> they just don't understand. Your parents, Mikey? <laughs> my art. My art. They ain't gonna get it. You know what? It's fine. Swing and a miss there. Yeah, kind of like when the Nazis tried to invade Russia. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Jerry is a slang term for German in World War II. Actually, yeah, it is. That's true. That's, that's yeah. why they named the rum. Anyway, so she's eating ice cream in this scene where she's like scooped a bunch of it onto a spoon, almost like an ice cream. Like someone took a full ice cream scoop, stuck it on the top of the spoon, and she's just like licking around it. It's unhinged. Yeah. And it's definitely something that somebody on set deck did so that she could like pick it up and put it down a million times while they shot it. But it looks crazy. <laughs> 
Anyway. It is crazy. It's crazy. But this is where she gets to see all of her closet and all of her stuff and all of her jewels that are probably blood diamonds stolen from the poor. I mean, it is all of that, but it is very cool. Although, why have a remote that can open your drawer when you could just like fucking open it faster? And like, it'd be very confusing. I would hate that. Here's the thing that gets me is that like her friend's been in the closet for like 20 minutes by the time she comes out in the yes! scene. I mean ah! that, but I would never remember the codes. Like you would never know how to get your shit. We have not done Twilight four yet, but aggressively there is a very similar looking closet and mom reveal in Twilight four to the point where I went on a weird little fun fact rabbit hole to see if what? it was the same closet, what? and I was not able to establish. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't able to confirm. God, you built that up like my heart like was going. It was like well, insane. when we get to when we get to Twilight Four, that'll be not even in the top ten of weird things we'll see in that movie. <laughs> I think we have Twilight Three to to do first, right? We do. We do have to get through three. We gotta call Jackie Zabrowski. Get back to Forks. I, I, hey, I'm sure she, she is super busy right now, but like, I'll work on it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so now that Lily is here, she's jumped out of the closet. Yay. Then they view a PowerPoint presentation of the eligible bachelors she could <laughs> potentially marry. Yeah. And there's some real funny ones in there. Yeah. Like some wild ones. Little Jacques is in there. Prince William is in there. But eventually they settle on Andrew Jacoby, Duke of Kenilworth, who was on the Tudors like right after this. Oh, really? Yes. In the first season. I don't think he stays. I think he dies in the first season. Okay. But he was like Henry Cavill's best friend. On the show. Oh. And they were always rolling together. And that's just a show about people teaching students how to do their subjects right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but also they're in Elizabethan clothes, but fully caked up. Gotcha. Or I guess not Elizabethan because she's much later, but you get it. Yeah, old timey. I got it. Whatever. Old timing. Tights and shit. Can I, can I just say this about that actor? Uh-huh. I Googled him to see if he did anything else. This dude really grew into his face. Oh, yeah, he did. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, he did. Uh, his name is Callum Blue, I believe. Is his yes, name? it is. Yeah, Callum Blue. Oh, that's the same shampoo I use. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, he did grow into his face. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Cause he's, I'm looking at what, I, oh, he was in Dead Like Me. Yeah, he's he's done stuff. He's still acting. He's done a ton of stuff. Yeah, yeah he is still I'm trying to think of the most recent thing I would have seen him in. For me, it's probably Princess Diaries Two Royal <laughs> Engagement. But he's still acting out there. He do still be acting out there. Go for him. Yeah. Anyways, so they they agree that that's who it's gonna be. So we cut to a montage of them taking multiple walks around the palace in different outfits. <laughs> yep. That's all it is. And, and all, the whole time they're walking, Chris Pine is like watching, mm-hmm. watching. Chris Pining. Although he is, I think, playing it very cool because he is just from a distance Chris Pining. Mm-hmm. But, Best Chris. Yeah, he's not like all over her. He's not like lying to her. Like, I do feel like he's not really a bad guy. He's getting really bad advice. And then at the right time, he ignores that bad advice or realizes it's bad advice. I think it's that. I think he's aligned with the because I think his uncle is the one putting the worst stuff into motion. Right. Exactly. Yes. Now, as someone who really relies on their personality and wit and like, you know, word fights to attract people to them. 
sometimes you can go too hard at people and it ruins it. And he does that a couple times, but that's kind of the worst of it. Cause like he didn't know about the snake. Yeah. He didn't know about a bunch of the stuff. And so he's kind of a pawn in his uncle's game. Yes. And then once he realizes that's what's going on, he's just like, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a terrible guy. He's not a great guy. He is trying to steal her throne, although he does technically have a legal right to it. But like, you know. And he's a man. Now Paige is getting at Mike. Yeah. Because of the dick. He's got a dick. He should be in charge. That's, I don't think that. Is that what she's saying? No, I think it's like the the birthright thing. It was the birthright oh, thing. Oh, oh, yeah, the birthright thing. Right, right, right. True Genovians. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, by their laws, I don't like it. I want her to have a claim, too. But by their laws, he does have an equal claim. So him trying to get it is not necessarily him being a bad guy, necessarily. Right. Don't tread on me, Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Eat a dick, Shakespeare's wife. Mikey, I feel like you would be overjoyed <laughs> if Anne Hathaway dared to tread on you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not even a feet guy, but she could just walk on me and I'd be fine with this. <laughs> on my back specifically, man. It feels great when someone walks on my back. I'm here for it. Yeah. I've been very, very tense. <laughs> exactly. Can I get a massage just from anybody? Yeah, that sounds nice. <laughs> so... He proposes. She has the ring. It's his great great grandmother's, but it is also modern and massive. And I was like, that ain't no vintage ring. Vintage rings weren't that big. <laughs> Not usually. Well, they had to remelt the gold. <laughs> that's 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 <laughs> That's true, because, well, he's not royal, though. Like, he's just noble. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, maybe, I get It was, but I was like, this is clearly just like in Sweet Home Alabama, where they're like, we're going to the Tiffany store, like, to, you know, same kind of thing. Ring porn. Oh, yeah. It's the biggest ring I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's crazy. She drags it around for half of this movie. (laughs) Anyway. They go out to the like little patio. They announce that they're getting married. Everyone's excited. It's very much the universal backlot. 90% of this movie is filmed there, basically. Yeah. We cut back to Chris Pine and his uncle. And he's like, well, uh, she found a husband within a week. I guess our plan's over. He was just kind of, <laughs> he was like, well, I guess she did it. And his uncle's like, no, no now no, no. you have to romance her. Yes. And I've got the brown coats on standby. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you bring firefly into this and use them in that <laughs> way how dare you it is weird that they called themselves the brown coats that's an odd choice for a fandom yep anyway he's like romance her and i think he already kind of has feelings for her yeah he's like what me i think she also has feelings for him i mean she definitely has feelings for him she caught feels when she first stepped on his foot yeah 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 she is the hottest person in genovia by far (laughs) yeah she's the most showered person in genovia she is their version of la llorona yeah she's la llorona and all over this place (laughs) oh god but the movie has like spent time talking about because she told her grandma she's like we flirted i didn't know it was him or whatever she's like i've heard that before uh-huh. <laughs> it started out with a kiss it ended up like this i kissed an earl and <laughs> anyway we know we know that she's kind of into him but is mad at him obviously because this is enemies versus enemies to lovers right He seems to be kind of into her as well, but is a little more guarded about it. But I think literally at his uncle's suggestion of like, she doesn't love that guy. You should get in there. He's like, happy to. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I have hated watching them walk around in different outfits. So let's do this shit. Right. I mean, they do really speed through like the 10 minute montage where she, quote, 
falls in love and gets engaged, right? Well, like it's not very, it, it's pretty quick that that happens in the movie. I think it's because they want to present it as he's a good choice. He's a nice guy. There's nothing wrong with him, but they don't love each other. Paige, he's the safe choice. He is right? the safe choice. But you're yes. right. They don't love each other. Right. He's always second fiddle. First to Chris Pine, then Henry Cavill. It's a whole thing. <laughs> anyway, but like they just need to set it up that like he's there and kind and convenient but he's not what she wants because if they spent too much time together i think you'd get too attached to him and you have to be willing to just like yeah no he ain't that guy <laughs> or whatever well it also helps at the end they set each other up like i think we're just friends and he feels that way too yes and when she like gives him the ring back like he's like thank you so much so like i don't care that they're not together yeah well and he ends up with lady Alyssa. yeah well yeah no and he does go off with the girl that um pine, Chris pine brings to the garden as party yeah. yeah i love that two strong genovian families you know finally united Good night. <laughs> anyway, he's going to romance her, essentially. Yes. And his uncle at one point says, power means never having to say you're sorry. And I was like, that's such a crazy, crazy phrase, because not only is it not true, it's a play on love means never having to say you're sorry. Yes. From Love Story. <laughs> like, this is, we have not done Love Story. Oh, my goodness. That's also a sad movie. As often love stories are, Paige. But so we cut to her reading on the stairs and he like interrupts her and he gets like all up in her personal space. Oh, yeah. In that P.S., baby, that personal, personal space. space. And <laughs> she's like kind of trying to avoid him, but clearly is kind of like. This is Chris Pine. He's the most attractive man in Genovia. He's one of the best Chris's. Mm -hmm. He's top six at least. I'd say he's top three. Who's your top three Chris's? Faust, Farley. Fuck, Pine might be next. Honestly, if I'm being honest, I really do like Pine. Uh, He's great. It's Evans, Pine. Ooh, Evans would definitely be up there too. You're right. Yeah. I fuck with Evans. I Yeah, I think I go Evans, Pine, personally. And then Helmsworth. Yeah, then Hemsworth. Evans, Pine, Hemsworth. My best friend who was probably listening to this definitely goes Hemsworth, Pine, Evans for sure. But Gross. She, <laughs> I, I will never get... I asked her this was months ago. And she was like, did you see Thor Love and Thunder? Have you seen his body? And I was like, yes, but this is a very intense reaction from you. Goosh. <laughs> it was great. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the sound that gushers make? Yes. Yeah. Whatever Werther's Originals you were eating before we started recording. Recording? Recording. We're recording down here. What am I, a fucking singing a Seven Brides and Seven Brothers musical? Mm -hmm. Go in court. Real <laughs> recording. We're a singing about some shit. Yeah. That's the accent of a tr <laughs> of the real Genovia. Of the common Genovian. <laughs> the common Genovian vernacular. Those city Genovians want to pass their laws. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway. How did we get here? Uh, about three years ago, we were like, Paige, no. do you want to start a podcast? <laughs> anyway, anyway. So Chris Pine's all up in her personal space and she's just like, um, uh, what, um, um, because she's looking into his gorgeous blue eyes. Goosh. Yeah, we hear After it. After Genovia ratified the Treaty of Versailles. No, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. And they broke the 13 promises. No, I'm Paige, <laughs> Paige, we have to move on. But I am just so proud of Mikey for not calling it the Treaty of Viserys. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's Game of Thrones got to do with this? What's Game of Thrones got to do, got to do with this? <laughs> Who needs a heart when you've got all these dragons? <laughs> <laughs> now all I'm thinking of is the Sean Connery vehicle, Dragonheart. Oh, that's a wild movie. It is. <laughs> that is a wild movie because they eat his heart at the end of that movie. Yes, yes they, yes, and they do. That's a wild choice. Yeah. Yep. Just like it was a wild choice for Genovia to build up their military strength past the levels that were dictated to them. <laughs> so exhausted. I'm exhausted by Genovia's revisionist history. <laughs> oh, my God. Hello, Todd. It's Mikey. Hello, Mikey. It's Todd. I need to tell you something. Mikey, it's fine. You'll be a great dad. That's We're going to table that. <laughs> but on that table is a delicious factor meal. Yes! What a transition! Oh my god, guys, this actually is a factor ad. That was amazing, Mikey. Mikey here for factor meal all from Magic the Pod. Heck yeah. We're gonna table it. Delicious, already fresh made meals, never frozen. It takes two minutes to warm up, just like Mikey does. I have a busy schedule. I work all day. I have fun too much. I also work at night. I also have too much fun. And I <laughs> have a problem with words. Yeah, words is one. Uh, <laughs> ordering out is another one. Same. I ordered out tonight. Yes. I literally got, let's just say a factor equivalent meal for Natalie and I. And it was like $48 when it could have been way less with factor. Yeah, and I, I struggle with proportions. And Factor comes pre-proportioned, pre-prepared, chef-ready. I've used it before. Before they even advertised on the podcast, I used Factor meals, especially when I was working a lot during the COVID lockdown. I mean, that was the best time to get on board with Factor, except for right now, because <laughs> Factor is giving 50% off to all of our listeners. If they go to factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 and use code romancingthepod the pod 50 to get 50% off. That's code romancing the pod 50 at factormeals.com slash romancing the pod 50 to get 50% off. That's a good deal. Do it. And they have an easy to use app and they never require me to talk about the app. Mikey, that was the end of the ad. That was the I end know. of the ad. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going. All right, factor meals. <laughs> <laughs> Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Anyway, so he's kind of like badgering her and she pulls him into a closet to basically be like, look, you were like we were dancing and like you didn't tell me that you were going after the crown, but we were flirting. And what she's trying to imply is like, I liked you and I was into you and you didn't tell me the truth. And that's fucked up. Yeah. But he is like, oh, so you liked me then. Oh, uh huh. so they end up in a closet where he keeps like turning the light in the closet. Off. I thought that was so cute, though. I loved it. And they get like real close. And then the maid opens the door and is like, oh, what? um, 
Lord Devereaux. Chris Pine been getting real close. The maid was like, us three together in this closet? <laughs> who would have thought that this was going to happen? <laughs> Honestly, would. You know what Help, I'm saying? I'm stuck in the closet. <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm stuck in these shelves. Dear Genovia House, I never thought it would happen to me. I love that their porn magazine is called Genovia, Genovia House, House. But it's H-A-U-S. No. It's vaguely European, Paige. <laughs> anyway, they, they quickly part ways. But we cut to the queen hearing about it. And we're like, he, she was with him in a closet. And they're like, yeah, for like seven whole minutes. They were in heaven mm -hmm. she gooshed he gished it was great everyone got some they're in heaven but yeah this is also where joseph is just like hey so you're like not gonna be queen pretty soon so do you want to like get on this dick let's make it official let's get the law involved to be clear he's talking to the queen julia andrews not yes. anne hathaway here yeah yes and all during his scenes i just stare at his big ass golden pirate hoop yeah because it's awesome he went around the strait of gibraltar gibraltar Gibraltar. Gibraltar. That Gibraltar on the street of Jabroni. <laughs> Isn't that why they would do the hoop? Isn't that why they would do it, Paige? I actually don't know. I thought that's what it was. That sounds cool. That may have also just been in a Disney movie. That I, that might have been some Fantasy Island bullshit. I have no idea. Okay. Wait, no, 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 no. I think because there's no, there's no banks or anything, they would keep their gold on them in rings and stuff so it couldn't be stolen from them instead of having cash money on it. I'm gonna look it up. We about to find out pages on the search for the truth. Practical and symbolic purposes. Oh. They served as a sign of wealth or status. Of course. And could be used as currency to purchase supplies while out at sea. Oh. But also offered superstitious protection as well. Okay. The symbolism symbolized their commitment to living life on their own terms because in society it was maybe not as acceptable to wear earrings. Sure, sure. And also a lot of pirates were gay. Like people don't talk about it, but like most. You know who does talk about it? Uh, Our flag means death, which yes. again, Love it. like is out and we could be watching, but instead I have to hear about how Genovia violated the Geneva Conventions. <laughs> they did, Paige. Anyway, they believed it would bring them luck or protection against evil spirits for sailing across treachery waters and it likely originated from ancient sailors who wore charms around their necks for similar reasons hoop earrings are a classic pirate inspired look and they come in multiple sizes and shapes but yeah that's apparently that was made up okay all right oh wait here we go hold on sailors rounding cape horn in south america were known to sport gold hoops in their ears as a sign of bravery and seamanship okay it was cape horn not it Gibraltar. was cape horn yeah anyway so uh, he basically asked the queen to marry him and she's like, I can't. I've got to plan Mia's wedding and all this stuff. And he's like, OK. He's like, I get it. I get it. Fine. Whatever. Whatever. Think about it, though. I'm a quit. Yeah. But we cut to a montage set to Smash Mouth. <laughs> Princess Mia trying to fire an arrow and failing. Yes. We cut to her coming into the queen's room where she's teaching her how to use a fan purely so that she can use it in the next scene at the garden party. I think she uses it a few times throughout the movie, but it's mainly in the garden party. Uh, is the garden party where they throw the racist, here's one for the Asians? Oh, we got to talk about that. But wait till we get there. We're not quite there yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But short answer, yes. So, yeah, we, we got to talk about it when we get to it. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, So... She learns about the fan. We get another montage of them playing with the fan. But then we cut to them meeting with local Genovians who are bringing like 
stuff from their farm and they're hearing their problems very much to try and be like, oh, I'm a woman of the people. But then uh, a guy named Tiny. Dear Queen, the immigrants. No. no. Uh, My gay. <laughs> no. Every time you do it, we miss more of Loki too. If I give you this melon, will you kick them out? <laughs> no. Here's a watermelon. Will you please close the borders? Anyway, a guy gives her a chicken. She takes it out of the basket. It escapes. And everyone's like, ha, ha, ha. But then the newspaper is just like, Look at this princess who can't even hold a chicken. And you're like, wow. <laughs> you're like, damn. I did like love that it was chicken a la queen was the name of the was like the headline. Which is a metaphor for this film because she chases cock the whole time. <laughs> there you go. Non-fascist Genovian joke. You're welcome. Well, his last name is Pine, so we know he's got wood. Fuck me. Uh, oh, now Paige is in yeah, on the game. I hate it. I hate it so much. so low, it looks like a mustache. Which is a common feature in Genovians. <laughs> oh, Mike is over there measuring Genovian skulls. Yeah. Mikey's super into Genovian phrenology. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's bad when they start breaking out the head math <laughs> Okay Apparently you call head math Something different than what I call head math Is your head math How many drinks do I have to buy someone Before they agree to do it to me Yeah I don't understand I don't think it's specifically drinks Drugs <laughs> How many in and out burgers do I have to buy someone To get them to do it to me Hey Man, maybe sometimes you want an animal style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a four by four in the streets and an animal style in the sheet. <laughs> That'd be a good t-shirt. That's such a, like, <laughs> that joke is for, like, four people. I put Thousand Island sauce on everything in bed, Paige. Oh, the smells. You haven't considered the smells? <laughs> it is definitely a shower off after kind of sex. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway. She then has to review the royal guard. So she has like a floor length dress and she's like, oh, I have to ride side saddle. And her grandma's like, ha ha ha, wooden leg. I don't get why she didn't just stay on the horse and have them march by like other great European leaders that she used to (laughs) idolize. Uh, This is the one that because like after what happens, Joe confronts Chris Pine's uncle. Yes. Sala. Sala. And this is the one thing he does that I'm like, she could have died. Like, yeah. that absolutely could have killed her. Oh, yeah. And also, why was that random dude just walking down with the horse? And why did he have to pull it out like he was showing the horse's dick? <laughs> it's, it's so wild. It was like real sexual in nature. Here's my snake. <laughs> what? Yeah, Mikey, I did not like it. For the listeners, if you have not watched the movie, because we did not accurately explain this. Sorry, yeah. The horse is spooked by snakes. So Sala gives a snake to uh, one of the guards that's going to be walking next to her horse. And he does pull it out like he's showing his dick, like he's flashing a dick. The horse rears up, rides off. As they try to settle the horse, they accidentally grab her wooden leg and pull it off. Uh, And everyone's like, she's got a wooden leg. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she ends up crying in the like saddlery. Yeah. Place where they keep all the saddles. Yeah. And then the secret police threaten to murder the uncle. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah, they do. But first, Chris (laughs) Pine comes in there and he's, I think, trying to cheer her up. By, like, making fun of it. And she's like, now is not the time. (laughs) I think he legit thinks 
that was a horrible mistake that happened. Yes. I don't think he knew about the snake. Yeah. He didn't know about the snake. He didn't know about so the snake. So he was just like, oh my God, this was so embarrassing. I'm so sorry this happened to you. Like genuinely. Right. And she thinks he's in on the whole scheme, right? Right. This is why I think he's not like necessarily a bad guy the whole movie. Even though we're supposed to be like, oh, he's the bad guy. Yeah. I think he's just not the smartest guy. Yeah. Well, he's too pretty to be smart. <laughs> He's he's pretty enough that he don't need to know things. It's really his uncle, Mikey Davaro, or whatever the dude's name is. Yeah. His uncle Gianon. <laughs> it is an Italianish name. You're right. Look, he's just battling the deep government, the deep state of Genovia. Without that wooden leg, what do the principles of Genovia have to stand on? <laughs> I hate it. I hate, I'm in it, and I hate it. Anyway, Chris Pine gets lightly threatened, where Joe is just like, "Am I going to be disappointed in you?" And he's like, "Oh no, no, I swear, no, I swear, no, I swear, no." Uh, and he like corners the uncle, and he's just like, "Hey, I know that you planted this snake dick, and I'm fucking watching you, and I have diplomatic <laughs> immunity, so I will kill you." Yeah. Do what you want. I'll kill you. <laughs> I definitely think he has made young Genovians disappear who were causing too much trouble in Genovia. You know what I'm saying? You notice we never see those orphans again. Oh, you mean from the Adrenochrome Farms, Mikey? Uh-huh. Yeah, those orphans show up orphanages. Once, and then we never see them again. Yeah. Yeah. You might say they were used as a prop page. Anyway. We cut to the palace where Nicholas is making a lava cake for the queen. Delicious. And the fact that she eats it without suspecting poison is wild. But anyway, <laughs> she asks like, hey, why don't you think Mia should be queen? He's like, I grew up in Genovia. I know Genovia. She doesn't. She doesn't know the people. And how can you rule the people if you don't know them? And she's like, that's fair. Yeah. He's a real Genovian. And she is not. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then we cut to the garden party. Which is, there's multiple musical performances at this garden party that just take up time. Yes. And Mikey, you hinted at one before, Johnny Blue, who was a real, uh, is, I should say, he still is around, but he's an American singer and songwriter, so he was not Asian. He was American. He was popular on Disney Channel at the time. Really? And remember, this is a Disney movie. Yes. So they put him in. <laughs> and I was like watching. I was like, oh, shit, that's right. He was on Disney Channel as like an artist you might know or whatever. And that song, his version of the song shows up on the soundtrack. Uh, but this is also a time where Disney would like create pop stars and then send them all over the world and then give them shows and stuff. So I don't remember if he had a show or anything. It was just weird. That was like, this one goes out to the Asian delegation and it cuts to like three people. No, it was from the Asian delegation. Like they had brought him as a gift. They were wearing kimonos. And I was like, wow, this is wildly inappropriate. But the guy did have a lot of gold rings in. And I was like, oh. Okay, he's a Genovian. <laughs> now, he was born and raised in Los Angeles, but he became popular. Like, he did his professional debut in China and Hong Kong and became their first Caucasian pop star. Oh, okay. So, like... Okay, well, that checks out more. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, and so he was, like, very popular, and they were trying to kind of, like, cross it over a little bit. And I don't know that it was ever super successful, but he is very popular in Asia. Cool. Yeah. Mikey doesn't know because he's super into David Hasselhoff like other... Oh, shit. Exactly, Paige. Sorry. Yeah, he is a German. No, yeah. no, no, sorry, not that. I, I just, I have his Wikipedia up and I'm scrolling. 
so in the year 2000, like a couple years before, uh, he, he studied abroad in China and then came back to graduate from UCLA. But he was in a music store buying Chinese pop music. So apparently he got really into it while he was there. And he noticed a sign-up sheet for a Chinese singing competition and filled out the form in Chinese and returned it to the store manager because he had studied abroad. He spoke Chinese. And he was the only non-Chinese contestant, but he sang a hit Chinese pop song in Chinese and won. What? Yes. And was approached by an executive at the Taiwanese television network. So he entered several other Chinese singing competitions and was a finalist in almost all of them mostly in America, but like broadcast in China. Then he actually got a music manager, Clarence Hui, who is potentially uh, someone who lives in Hong Kong. But Johnny Blue then moved to Hong Kong. And this is all happening within one year. One year. So this is 2001, right? Jesus. So he struggles for a couple years in bars and clubs. So again, while this movie is like in pre-pro, but he then ends up getting spotted by Sony Music Asia. So they signed him to a Sony Asia contract and they were like, we've got to cross him over. And so they put him in this movie literally the next year. And that's why we all now know the household name of Johnny Blue. Johnny Blue, baby. Yeah. Apparently he met Gary Marshall and they were like, yeah, why not <laughs> just put him in? Cool. Uh, and then he has since gotten into jazz. Now he makes jazz music. Good for ah, him, I guess. Nice. All right. Well, cool. His name fits with jazz. Yeah. yeah, I remember they were putting him on Disney Channel and stuff a lot of the time. Anyway, so she makes the rounds of the party. She's like remembering details like Lily, Charlotte and Sam, who are Gary Marshall's grandchildren who are in the first movie and are in this movie in the birthday scene as well. I think kind of in the back. But Chris Pine shows up with Lady Alyssa, who is also like a very educated, impressive lady. And so Andrew and Lady Alyssa kind of hit it off a little bit and they're like, we're going to go. You guys seem like you have to fight sexy. So uh, we're going to go make the rounds of the party and you do whatever you're going to do for the rest of this enemies to lover story. And boy, do they ever fight sexy, though, Paige. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is soaking wet at the end of this fight. Because <laughs> he basically is like, you're not attracted to him. And I know it. And it's clearly me. So like and he like forcibly kisses her, which is rough. Like, hey, you should ask for consent. But she gets into it. And her foot pops. She hella leans in. I agree the the consent would have been very nice. But yeah, foot did pop. Yeah. As we know from the last movie, the foot pop is important. So we're just like, oh my God, it is him. Like she's super. It's, it's him. It's the foot <laughs> thing. It's the foot thing. Paige is like, yeah, make that tentacle pop, baby. Make that tentacle pop. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, why do you want to kiss again? I was like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> and he's like, maybe I just like kissing you. I was like, oh, yes, Chris Pine, do it. When he pulls her body into oh. his body and they don't kiss because she's like leaning back a little bit. Yes. Oof, that was sexy. He pulls the Jake Johnson of like working your way up the, somebody's sides. Yes. Oof. Oof. A plus. A plus. Pull him in from underneath. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like, hook yes. Do it. Get it. Get it. Reach deep. Anyway, they fall <laughs> into the fountain and she's just like, how about you go under and count to a million? Bye. And they're both soaking wet because they both fell in the fountain. I think she was soaking wet before, but you know, whatever. I mean, yeah, but like that's the reason she jumps into the fountain with them. Use the fan and the fountain for this wet ass pussy. <laughs> <That's> pussy. <laughs> Steal my crown and shoot arrows for this wet ass pussy. 
Hell yeah. Anyway, she walks to the queen and the queen's like, do I even fucking want to know? And she's like, no. And she goes inside. But we cut to the queen after being like, yo, you got to stop fucking up. Because like, I get that shit happens, but like shit seems to happen to you a lot. So please tighten up your shit. Lock up your clumsiness. Yes. But we cut to the next day with a parade. And this is where we get like a a little love thing with Lily and the one guard guy that shouts a lot. It's his one characteristic. (laughs) The guy who's like yelling the entire movie. (laughs) I'm pretty sure is like banging her best friend by the end of this movie. Oh, yeah. 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 They're into like a like long distance, all kinds of video stuff, phone stuff, relationship. Oh, yeah. I like people who are loud. So it's good. That's because you're loud. Exactly. That explains our friendship, Mikey. Oh, so you do like me. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I felt so much in that one grunt. Anyway, the parade starts and she notices a little girl being bullied. So she gets off the the parade float and like walks over and is just like, hey, little girl. And they're like, by the way, these are all orphans. Like hella no parents ass orphans yeah like dead ass orfs and she's like give them all crowns you think there would be some sort of genovian youth club that they could go <laughs> and learn some things <laughs> mikey mikey oh, jesus but and, and i do love that this movie is just like they have crowns do they have families no but crowns uh great and she does give them a castle later on. But. You want to give one paper crown for each of these orphans? I heard that guy. I was like. And she's like, I'll take care of it later. He's like, thank you, Prince Opasa. I, I did. I was like, I love that he was all like, I have to give them all free crowns. And she's like, I'll take care of it. He goes, oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> it's so funny. By the way, that little girl is Abigail Breslin. It is, is what Abigail Natalie Breslin. Told me. Yeah. I was like, who is Abigail Breslin? What do you mean, who is Abigail Breslin? <laughs> This is like when you didn't know Ashanti. No, I mean, she was a little Miss Sunshine. That's what I recognized yes. her from. But she was also in Signs. Yes. I didn't realize it was the same girl from Signs. She was the child actress at the time. She is in almost everything from this period. Yeah. Little Miss Sunshine being probably the most memorable. Yeah. And she has continued to act for a while. Yeah. Because she's still in stuff sometimes. Oh, yeah. Anyway. She leads all the little girls on the parade and then she gives them her extra castle because she's like, it's so terrible that I have two homes and they have none so they can have my castle. And they're like, okay, fine. Uh, well, they're not like, okay, fine. They're like, well, um, we used to use that as like a perk for like the parliamentarian members as like a vacation Airbnb thing. And she's like, well, fuck y'all until they get more funding. You guys can't use my second house. Yes. Which I thought was genius because, of course, by the end of the movie, they have a new orphanage because the parliament wants her house. All I'm saying is she's going to be a great queen, Mikey. Get over it. It sounds like she's just indoctrinating the youth. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she gave them her Burgdish garden, basically. You mean the eagle's (laughs) nest? Yeah. Oh, boy. But uh, yeah, kind of. When it crosses over from being funny into like possibly real, I don't love it. All I'm saying is that the queen was a Von Trapp, okay? We, oh. we're all, uh, it's like that's all I'm saying, all right? She married in, but still. So she built them a Von Trapp house? Oh my yeah. God. But Captain Von Trapp did rip that Nazi flag in half. Yeah, but he didn't do any real fighting. But if you watch the movie <laughs> at the end, they're actually like geographically walking into Germany. Because of where they shot it. Uh, anyway, 
We cut to the next day. They're setting up for her bridal shower. There's a huge ramp in the ballroom. She passes Chris Pine in the hallway and he's like, hey, I was actually very impressed by what you did at the parade. That was very nice. And she's like, OK, cool. Well, I'm having a slumber party. And he's like, OK. <laughs> and she aggressively doesn't invite him because it's just like other princesses. I think she'd want to have a different kind of slumber party with him. You know what I'm saying? Oh, she definitely did. But like she like can't invite him. So he's just like, right. oh. Okay, have fun, I guess. Have fun. I'm going to leave. And this, for me, is my least favorite part of the movie because I feel like this is the part that's aggressively added in for children and it doesn't really fit with the rest of the movie. Paige, I hear what you're saying, but first off, how dare you? Secondly, I love this scene. Where else can you slide on a mattress down a huge fuck-off slide in the middle of a palace? Would love to do that. Like, do Hell not yeah. get me wrong. I aggressively want to do that, but... I. Did not like these scenes. But, but yeah. Mikey, did you hear that Julia Andrews really did that stunt? Yeah, allegedly she did that stunt. <laughs> allegedly. I think that's a corn fact, but. I can tell you who wrote that corn fact, and I guarantee you this is true. Chris Damaris. No. Oh, Julia Andrews? Dick Van Dyke. Oh. It sounds like a Dick Van Dyke move, and I mean that literally. <laughs> that's true. He is a prankster. Yeah, he's a silly man. Anyway. It's a whole bunch of princesses, including this little baby princess from Mallorca, which is an island off the coast of Spain. Would you say it's like one, two, princess princesses in slumber? <laughs> Just go ahead party. now. Sliding <laughs> on mattresses for thunder. For thunder? Yeah, they're going fast. <laughs> Mattress of thunder. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. And this is also where Raven Simone gets to sing with Julie Andrews and Julie Andrews gets a song. And of course, it's beautiful because it's Julie Andrews. It was the best. I loved it. Raven and Andrews. Come on. I will burn a fun fact here. This Hell was yeah. the first time Julie had sung publicly after her throat surgery. OK, I do remember her getting throat surgery like early 2000s. I didn't know exactly when it, when it was, but yes, this was the first singing thing she did after. And she still does not sing often, I think, because it is very tough on her vocal cords yeah but allegedly they nailed it in one take and people cried <laughs> on set and i'm like i would cry it'd be crazy this is one of the times i cried in the movie i don't know why i love julia andrews so much i love julia andrews and the peaceful relationship between genovia and wakanda, and wakanda yeah great. i think the best way to keep up relations between genovia and the mcu is through wakanda they're gonna need some of that vibranium you know what? Definitely. Anyway, so Princess Slumber Party. We cut to the uncle and Chris Pine's house where Chris Pine is like, yeah, I don't think I want to try and be king anymore because I feel like she might actually be a good queen. And so like she's marrying a guy that she clearly doesn't love because clearly she's in love with me. And so like maybe we should stop fucking with her. <laughs> and his uncle is just like, fuck you, you just want to get in her pants. And he's like, no, no, no. But like, I don't want to keep sabotaging her, right? Yeah, yeah. Also, I think it's hilarious that we just got an ad buy for flavored uh, lubricants. Oh, I we reviewed that company a long time ago. Uh-huh. They bought, they just bought today. Yeah. For Romancing the Pod? Yeah, mm -hmm. of course. Hell yeah. I'll read that ad. Who else wants to hear about flavored lubricants except for our pervs? I love you, pervs. But like, I need some samples to really talk in this ad. I would gladly take some samples. I also, I would love to read that ad because I have not read one yet. I got some Lumi Lab samples the other day. I was like, 
It's gonna be a good night. Yeah, t- Paisley's. A, we need to. We need to divide up some ads, Todd. Yeah, yeah. Please read. I would rather you do it and send it to me. Paige and I will do mochi melt. Once we get the script for that one, I will do you, it. You all have logins. You all. <laughs> you know how to get the scripts. So I actually, my login doesn't show me all of the stuff that yours does. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dear mochi melt. <laughs> While I never have sex. I do like pouring strawberry-flavored lubricant over my ice cream and pretending I may someday have the sex with a woman. Yes, I'm on their website. (laughs) So the uncle's like, okay, fine. Tell her that we surrender. And he's like, okay, I'll go do that. And meanwhile, he's like, call up that Scottish TMZ lady. (laughs) So we cut back to the palace where she's still trying to shoot the arrow and failing. And she gets Lily to distract Andrew because Chris Pine is there. And she's like, hey, can we talk? And he's like, yeah, uh, do you want help with this arrow thing? And she's just like, yes. And he does the like reach around. She shoots the arrow perfect. And it's like in this moment, you're just like, they want to fuck so bad. Like They do. So bad. That bitch was trying to impress him so hard. She learns to archery. Yeah. Honestly, it makes me bummed out that this is kind of a kid's movie, because if it wasn't, oh, Shonda know how to do it. Oh, Shonda know how to rhyme, baby. Yeah, and I think it's pretty hypocritical <laughs> that we can't watch them like make out or fool around, but like they're going to indoctrinate us with fascism from Genovia this whole film. Okay, there is one line pretty early on that made me want to, like, storm the Bastille of Genovia. And it was, like, when her ladies' maids won't stop curtsying. Oh, yeah. And she's like, how do you make them stop? And, like, the queen's assistant says, okay, you can stop curtsying and get back to your chores. (laughs) I was like, oh, fuck everyone (laughs) ultimately in this movie because... F that noise. They got those two girls straight from the Genovian orphanage to work at the palace. Yeah. And they sent them to song and dance school. But they also (laughs) might be paid. I don't think they're like old timey servants. I mean, I think their families were murdered for being political dissidents, but that's fine. I don't think they're slaves or anything, Paige. I think the problem is the way they treat the working class. Well, I mean, they said chores, but that might actually just be their job. I know. It's okay to have that as a job. That is a job that people will have. That's not what I'm saying. They make them dance with pots on their heads, Paige. They chose to do that. They chose to do that. Oh, yeah. Because the power dynamic is such (laughs) that they would definitely be able to say no to that kind of request. Look, I'm going to need you to perform at our slumber party by doing a dance. Please do that. (laughs) I feel like... It is weird that she used the word chores. That's yes. a strange word. Yes. But I also I feel like if if she had said, "Hey, back to your duties." Yeah. It it would have that would have been not fine. been as weird. You're right. <laughs> and it would have been an accurate representation of what was happening. Yeah. It is the use of chores, but I think it's because this movie is for children and they understand that phrasing. It is for children. And I love it. Anyway, so clearly she and Chris Pine want to like get all up ends. And he's like, I got to go because like, I'm going to let you be queen. I'm going to leave. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. And he's like, but can I see you one last time? And you're just like, yeah. (laughs) Sneak out. So we cut inside with an interstitial of cats and dogs running around the palace. But we cut to the queen picking the china and picking the music for the wedding. And she and Joe have a very sexy dance. Dude, when he like slides in on her 
And her like so genuinely good reaction to that. Like I love them as a couple. I stand his gold earring. Same, I get same. It. I love them. Yeah. He's going around Cape Horny. Hello. Bring it in. Anyway. <laughs> but she's like, we can't be together. And he's like, fine, then I'll just see you as my queen. And I'm just like, oh, no. Choose your own happiness. Oh, it's a brutal scene, man. Because he's just like, I love you so much. I want to marry you. And she's like, uh, you work for me. <laughs> okay, commoner. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, peasant. It's actually like. You can tell she's struggling with the decision. She very much loves him. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it does set up what happens very well. And I love what happens. Yes. But we cut upstairs where Mia's going to bed and she has asked her ladies maids instead of curtsying to do finger guns, uh, which is fun. It's way more fun than curtsying for sure. Yeah, for sure. Finger guns is where it starts, but it ends in real guns. It ends in revolution, Paige. Where does it stop? <laughs> This episode is almost two hours long. So are all of our episodes. And 90% of it is weird World War II history. You asked me to do Prince's Diaries too. I am delivering. No, I didn't ask for any of this. Paige, you cannot deny that Mikey is not delivering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah. delivering things I didn't order. <laughs> yeah, he might be DiGiorno's, but he's bringing it in. Do you think it's because things were better when it was divided into East and West Genovia? <laughs> the Olympics sure were confusing because it's like a square mile. Like <laughs> East Genovia, the side I call my home. East Genovia, East Genovia. Forever will our wall divide. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> Wait till you hear West Genovia's song. I got to go over to Genovia because my grandfather died in the Battle of Genovia and is actually no. buried over there in a historical cemetery. Fuck you. And just for that, I'm going to sing the West Genovian anthem. West Genovia, West Genovia, go! West Genovia, West Genovia, go! <laughs> Vanilla Ice famously wrote that. Famous West Genovian citizen. Vanilla Ice from the <laughs> famous Ice family from Genovia. They own a diamond mine. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't ask where. Yeah. Spoiler alert, it's close to where the Musk family has a diamond mine. And they were known for cooking peasants like a pound of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Burning them when they're picking the diamonds. Is he picking diamonds? Paige, this episode is over two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Paige. Paige. Fuck y'all. Tell me about some random TikTok page. <laughs> I, I spent like two seconds and Mikey's over here being like in the early days with the National Socialist Party. <laughs> he is as interested in the Nazis in Genovia as like G. Gordon Liddy was actually interested in Nazis. I've been listening to those episodes as well. <laughs> oh, I'm so fucking loving it, Paige. I mean, I knew he was a shitbag of a human, but like mm -hmm, obviously, mm -hmm. but man, I did not know the extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That rabbit hole grows deep. Yeah. Very like deep as a throat <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah that's like a deep watergate reference that's right i'm super into watergate it's one of my favorite conspiracies anyway he's outside the window throwing rocks and so everyone conspires to help her cheat on her fiance <laughs> in this children's film they do do that they do do that she gets stuck climbing out and so the, if the queen does it it's not illegal <laughs> Well, she's not the queen, so... She's not the queen. Uh, wow. But so, also, adultery is not illegal, just frowned upon. Not yet, Mikey. So, 
Watergate reference. Uh, the, the maids go down to distract the queen with the pot dance. And then she and Chris Pine ride horses through the fog to a tree where they like cuddle and fall asleep. Oh, yeah. They fall asleep fully after having sex, though, right? Uh, like, on, well, at least second or third base. Oh, no. They smush and smash all over the grass. And then they fall asleep on the tree. Like, that is what happened that night. They're fully clothed by the time they're asleep, though. Yeah, so I, it was a little cold. They put their clothes on. It's fine. Potentially. I, I figured it was maybe a second or third base max. An over-the-pants handy, something like that. I, I Over-the-pants handy? When is that third base? What, you, what kind of weird world are you in? Wait, what is third base for you? Third base is like blowjobs. Yeah, and inside. Yeah. I grew up Mormon. I have no idea what the bases are, man. You're like third base? You touched her thigh? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, they wake up the next morning and they're all just like, Good morning, hi, good morning, snuggles. And then she's like, Is that a fucking camera? I mean, Chris Pine is sporting wood for sure. Oh. Yes, rock hard pine. Not if they fucked two hours before. Yeah. No, dude, bro is spruced up in this scene, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to start saying spruced up all the time. I want a shirt that is just a pine tree that says I'm all spruced up. <laughs> Even though spruce is a different kind of tree. <laughs> I know. I want it to be as confusing as possible. <laughs> anyway he's fully spruced yeah the spruce is loose baby the spruce is loose and there's a paparazzi camera and he like cuddles really close to her to like the implication you know he's like hey wake up come on now (laughs) he's like come on girl hey hey it's arbor day (laughs) (laughs) that's right it's me the pope's arborist call me johnny appleseed because i be planting trees in all the area codes (laughs) 212303 (laughs) mikey be dropping loads of apples off at the orchard you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. keeps the doctors away ladies That means he's clean. No, but really, you should you should see a doctor. <laughs> yeah, if it Get persists it past four days, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so she's like, oh, my God, a paparazzi camera, and she thinks he betrayed her, so she runs away. She's super sad, and everyone's like, oh, my God, she cheated on her fiancé, and so then she has to talk to her fiancé, and he's understandably pissed because he's like, yo, I'm in this arranged marriage, too, and I'm not cheating on you that we know of with Lady Alyssa, but maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I didn't get caught cheating, at least. Yeah, exactly. He definitely got them digits at the garden party when he, like, took her off. For sure. He was like, listen, this ain't gonna work out, so, like, slide me them digits. Slide me them digits. And she was like, nine! (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But that was just the first number in her phone. Yeah, the first digit. It wasn't, she's not a Nazi. What? What? But this scene between them is actually very, very sweet. It is. Where he's like, look, I'm mad at you and I'm upset, but I still think this marriage is a good idea and I understand that this has been tough. And this is where they kiss and they're like, yeah, nothing. Uh, But I like you. You're a fun person like as a friend. See, I would have been like, now kiss down there and see if I feel it. Mikey's like, kiss this one last time or I'm gone for good. Or he kisses Chris Pine and then sees if he feels something. I think he would. Maybe Chris Pine's just an amazing kisser. See, that's that reformist Genovian party stuff right there that I just can't get behind. I'll get behind it. <laughs> Under it, on top of it. I would definitely watch a, what is it? What was the? Red, white, and royal blue. Yeah. Yeah, red, white, and royal blue. Which but I bought at Meet Cute in San Diego the other day. Nice. So if you're in the San Diego area, there's a romance bookstore near you called Meet Cute. It's 
very fun. It's a cute name. It's very cute. Anyway, they decided they're still going to get married for the duty. <laughs> duty. <laughs> he literally says in this scene, I am a man of my word. Yes. I said I would marry you and I will marry you. But he also makes it clear, like, if she decides not to, he's fine with that. Yeah. So we cut to the wedding the next day. And her mom and the baby are there. It's a very fake baby. That's why its face is covered the entire time. At no point is it a real baby. Well, there's one shot where you see a real baby. Like, the baby was on set for 15 minutes while they got that shot. Yes. And that was it. That was Uh, it. And the rest of the time, it was... Like conservatively, like a a foam box she was holding. (laughs) Some sort of shoe box wrapped in a blanket. (laughs) It doesn't at all look like she's exerting any effort to hold it. Yeah, she's holding it in her hands, not even her arms. In front of her, like she doesn't know what to do with a shoe box swaddled as a baby. Like she's about to hold it up and sing Circle of Life. Like that's how light the baby is. My Nike is to my daughter's wedding. Yes. It's in a box, this shoe <laughs> box I have in Couldn't this shoe Yeezys. box I have. <laughs> Mikey would be laughing his ass off if he was paying attention. He is not. I was just comparing one fascist regime, Lion King, to another, Genovia, <laughs> in my mind to create those connections. The hyenas had it right, Paige. Everything the sun hits, Anne Hathaway, is ours. It's based on <laughs> Hamlet. I, I like, I can't. <laughs> I yeah. can't get into it right now. I don't care what they eat. Hamlet's my favorite pig-themed Disney comedy. I don't care who <laughs> Winnie the Pooh's sidekick is. That's fascism. <laughs> First of all, it's Piglet. <laughs> Secondly, Hamlet is Piglet's father. Okay? I'm sorry. That is now canon for me. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hamlet is, Hamlet Piglet's, is father? Piglet's father. And you cannot convince me otherwise. That is a fact. Put him under the spruce tree. Anyway, Paolo is there to do the makeup. And I do love that they first use before and after photos, then dog and cat photos. Then he uses photos of his own face. Yeah. Just to, you know, for the for the lulls. He literally is brought back because he crushed it in the first movie and he deserves this scene. And he was willing to say the line, make boy mooses go. (laughs) (laughs) And he's having so much fun getting paid that day. Yeah. He was like, I'm on my break from 10 things I hate about you and slut shaming my daughter. So I'll come over here and do a moose thing. (laughs) Anyway, so. The uncle's going to go to the wedding. Chris Pine's not because he can't bear to watch it. No, because his love is getting married, Paige. I get it. So the wedding begins, sort of. And as that's happening, the maid comes to like wake Chris Pine up and is like, yo, your uncle set you up and called that Scottish TMZ lady and you should go save that wedding. And he's like, off to the wedding. Meanwhile. Oh, wait, but we have to say. He leaves on like a 1920s bicycle. A penny farthing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big ass bike, big ass beard. Like a, a mm-hmm. hipster mobile. Yes. Yeah. So he leaves on a hipster mobile. It's insane. Yes. We cut to the wedding where she's clearly having second thoughts and she's talking to Joe through the door and he's like, hey, you should know that like he didn't call TMZ on you. And she's just like, this would have been useful yesterday. <laughs> like, Damn it. We have his phone and car and computer all tapped and we're watching his every move and I can tell you he didn't do that on purpose and if you want us to execute him just give us the word your highness just wave wink once it was really sad when Joe then knocked on the door and was like uh, second moose has hit the towers <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god Mr. President 
second moose has hit the towers. Uh, we're at DEFCON. But really, the fact that Osama bin Laden was hiding in Genovia really just, it was just too much. It's a bridge too far for me. Where? The Panera Bread? <laughs> he was in the compound by the orphanage. <laughs> anyway, he's on his way. She has cold feet. They're doing a reset, like a processional where they're like meeting some of the guests. And this is where Stan Lee is like, who cha and his he's like, like trying to like bone the queen yes and his daughter's like i'm so sorry he learned english from three stooges movies and what would have been really funny and maybe stanley couldn't pull it off is if he had done like <laughs> like the more sound effects you yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway so chris pine ditches the penny farthing bicycle and trades it for a horse he sort of steals it steals that horse yeah very princey but meanwhile, in the wedding, we get a shot of the Von Trolkens from the last movie. Yeah, I love that they're back. That I love that they're back, and they have literally like two to three lines in this movie, and they're all bangers. <laughs> well, and they're <laughs> like, all over the place, because when it's like up in the air, who's going to be king? Someone's like, who's next in line? And then someone says their name, and he goes, we accept. Yes. And then when they vote. He votes for her, like, on her side. Right. Which I was like, well, pick a lane, man. You're either wanting to be king or wanting her to be queen. My favorite is he votes, and then the guy in front of him is like, you're not in parliament. Sit the fuck down. And he just goes, someday. (laughs) (laughs) I do love that he has, like, eternally committed to, like, conniving. Yes. And here's the thing. It's been so long since this movie. I don't know if they're both still alive, but I want them in that third movie if it happens so badly. Oh, I would love, love a third movie to this. I think it's tough to get Anne Hathaway and Chris Pine's schedules to line up, but I'm here for it because that chemistry is like, woo. Well, I'll tell you what, Anne Hathaway, Chris Pine, I'll do it. I'll direct the movie if you guys (laughs) will commit to like giving me three and a half years of your life to get into character. going to make them live together and have children oh my god anyway so the choir starts to sing she starts walking down the aisle she pauses in the middle the choir gets worn out (laughs) i love the choir because it is like the song that they are singing is directly tied to how far into the room she's getting because as she slows down they slow down their singing right Yes. And then they like stop. Right. And then she runs out. (laughs) And then when she runs down later, they sing it super fast. I thought it was so funny. Very funny. It was such a good bit. But yeah, so she gets halfway down the aisle. I was like, I'm going to need a minute and goes outside. The queen goes outside and the queen is just like, yo, I made my choice. You don't have to make the same choice. Be you. You have plenty of time to make your own mistakes. Do you. I do sort of love the scene because I feel like Julia Andrews earlier in the movie is talking very positively about her arranged marriage. Sure. And I do feel like this is her saying, hey, like, it worked out great for me. There was no guarantee that was going to happen. Yeah. So, like, I think you should do what is best for you, whatever you decide is best. Right. Don't let what happened to me change your decision. Right. Right. I thought it was sweet. Yeah. Like, she clearly understands what the struggle is, you know, having been through it herself. Right. And this is where, like, Mia comes back. She books it down the aisle. It's so fucking funny. It's so funny. She makes it down to the end and she gives him back the ring and is like, do you think everyone deserves a chance to find true love, even us? And he's like, yes, thank you. And he's like, well, I have to go tell my parents. And she's like, well, I got to tell everybody else. So high fives. I do love that he's just like, they're like, good luck. And then he just goes and sits down as she runs up to like give her speech or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
But she basically is like, I realized I was only getting married for a law and that seemed like a stupid reason. So I'm not getting married, but also fuck y'all and the click you claim <laughs> like we're changing the law i'm making a motion to abolish the law and as she's trying to do that chris pine's uncle is just like uh 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 hell no she's shitting on our traditions and she has to be like your traditions are bad and they should be changeable with the times but she gets enough people to vote for her but as that's happening burn her burn her at the stake chris pine shows up because his uncle is like we have another heir to the throne king nicholas and nicholas is like I don't even want it. Suck it. She'll be a great fucking queen. You can't make me be king, Uncle Dad. Yeah, you can't make me, Uncle Dad. And then they leave. So then they vote to abolish the law. She gets to be queen. Hooray. Yeah, but it is a kind gesture. He's just like, listen, I don't want it. She's going to be a great queen. It's fine. And then they hang the uncle in front of the palace. Of course. Oh, his head's (laughs) on a pike at the end of this movie. Yes. But. In the midst of this, she then uses the earpiece for one of the security people to be like, hey, queen, we have already got here, like everybody here for a wedding. Do you want to get married? And she's, and just she's like, like, yes, future queen. Yes, I'm, yes, <laughs> I'm going to get my man. I loved that this movie ends with Julia Andrews and Hector Elizondo getting married. I loved it. Love it. I love that we cut to the maid at the uncle and Chris Pine's house and she's Ah, just like stuffing stuffing popcorn popcorn. into the chair. That shit was hilarious, yeah. So funny. Viva la revolution. Viva la revolution. (laughs) We have a wedding for the queen, very fun. And then we cut to the coronation and she's in the throne room waiting for the coronation to start and chris pine comes in and is just like hey girl i'm here for your big day (laughs) what up well i can't be king now but i can you know be your king you know what i'm saying i can be queen consort though hell yeah i mean he'd probably still be king like what was it philip like king philip or whatever like i guess he was never king right he was yeah he was never king Archduke Ferdinand, the prince of whatever sausage fest. He was titled, but I don't think he was ever king. Yeah. yeah anyway. Whatever. But so they're hooking up. They're like, oh, yeah. hell yeah. Very sweet. He's like swings her around the room. I mean, it doesn't end with them like getting married, but like it's clear that they're going to be together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we cut to the coronation where we get the Genovia and we have- Prime Minister's got pipes, baby. Andrew is already cozied up with Lady Alyssa. Oh, yeah. It's only been like- like a week okay okay fat louis has a crown mm-hmm. love it love it <laughs> lily gives her number to that loud guy love it <laughs> there's wild nuns for no reason just in the crowd mikey was into it mm. uh, did we skip over the scene where he like gets down on one knee and is like hey just a heads up i love you or whatever do you think maybe you love me too and that's like a, it's it's real sweet i like it's it. very sweet yeah they, the full body kissing mm. Oof, yeah into it scooper up but yes they crown her <laughs> And, and that's, that's the, movie. the movie. There is post-credit scenes or yes. mid-credit scenes of like she gets a bunch of ladies into parliament and does a it's another montage of stuff that she does. It's like feminist reform montage, which is dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. or as we call it, the downfall of Genovia. <laughs> no one's calling it that except you. So, having seen the movie, having written a manifesto about the movie, what do you guys <laughs> think about? The Princess Diaries 2, The Royal Engagement. I liked it better than the first one, and I thought it was really cute. I liked the love story, so I really liked it. I am shocked that you liked it, but I'm very happy that you liked it. I you love set it the too, bar man. very low, where I, I was like, I'm going to fucking hate this. And then 30 minutes in, I was like, oh, this is kind of cute. Yeah, it's super cute. Yeah, it's basically a Hallmark movie. Yeah, it does really have Hallmark vibes, which I, I did think might save it for Mikey, but I also thought he would hate it. 
with the singing i was like yeah it reminded me of a prince for christmas with paisley winterbottom and whatnot yeah. no it's okay i've gone down this like the, with the hallmark movies yeah. with the, the, the the christmas uh love stories where they go to some unnamed christmas country who's like they're fascist about christmas where their whole national industry <laughs> is christmas decoration production and stuff yes. it's like it's like a weird once you start unpacking the weird fake countries it's really fascinating yeah that's true we haven't done any of the vanessa hudgens country ones <laughs> oh yeah there's like a whole trilogy oh no wait we did the first one we did the first princess switch but we haven't done any of the subsequent sequels man once we start doing christmas in probably november <laughs> uh hell, we're so close so close i can't wait it's the holiday season hell yeah so i i mean i think we all like this movie maybe we should just move it to fun facts let's do it so here it is with your five facts princess fun, fun facts, facts. So Julie Andrews loves fresh flowers and convinced Gary Marshall to use only real flowers inside the castle sets. And during filming, she was constantly adjusting the arrangements. Oh, my God. Which is just such a weird thing that I think is very, very cute. I love her. Literally everything about her. Very, very fun. She can marry my poppins. (laughs) So... Everyone says that she performed her own stunt in the mattress surfing scene. That seems impossible. It cuts away from her, so it could have easily been a stunt person, but a bunch of people say it. It's clearly a stunt person. Right? Yes. You're not getting us on this one, Mr. Van Dyke. So (laughs) the bedroom of the presidential suite in the Disneyland Hotel, uh, at least at one point, I don't know if this is still the case, but it was at one point a recreation of Princess Mia's suite from the movie. Really? Including set pieces from the movie. That is super cool. Okay. This is Chris Pine's first film. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Fucking nailing it. Oh, yeah. Bro's great. Makes me want to watch the Dungeons and Dragons movie, which I thought was amazing. It was good. I loved it. I loved it. It was so fun. Oh, you saw it. Okay. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Very fun. My favorite part is when they go to cross the bridge and he's like, two steps and then one step to the left but only on steps that remind with four and I was like this is the most Dungeons and Dragons thing that's ever happened in this movie <laughs> I loved it so much I made my brother come over and watch it when it was on like Paramount Plus or whatever we like ordered pizza and had like this great bro night watching this movie it was one great. slice of it and <laughs> <laughs> it was great sounds like it would have been a fun time <laughs> he's my I just wanted my brother to come over Mikey it wasn't like a thing anyway <laughs> Julie Andrews has a line that says, I've done a lot of flying in my time. And it's a reference to Mary Poppins. Yeah. Obviously. Now, I kind of touched on the Lily, Charlotte, and Sam. That is Gary Marshall's three grandchildren. Um, The guest she's talking to is Barbara Marshall, Gary's wife. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. The jewelry used is all real. And a guard was on set the entire time. A lot of it was borrowed from diamond and jewelry manufacturers uh the most expensive piece is the necklace that queen clarice wears at the wedding so it's that one with the kind of like teardrops and the little balls those are all pave so they're just all set with diamonds so it's like thousands and thousands thousands of dollars that's crazy yeah i mean that's cool though so in the beginning when she said that michael went on tour with his band that's because robert schwartzman declined to do this movie to focus on his band which was touring the country at the time this movie was being made now that said, because they do rewrite the movie because he's not going to do it. I don't know that people would have liked it as much no. if he had stayed. Not that he was bad. He was good in the first one. I like him in the first one. But, but like, he obviously made the worst choice for his career I could possibly I see. I don't know that he did because I don't know that this would have been as successful with him in it. Not that he would have done badly. Just it would have been a very different movie. 
And I think this movie ends up being something that is very, very fun and goofy and Disney. And like, that's kind of why people have attached to it. I mean, I definitely think Chris Pine has that guy to thank for his entire career. Yes. yes. Because how can you not want to watch more Chris Pine after seeing him in this movie? Right? I remember seeing this in theaters and being like, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. And then the only thing he did for a while after was a movie called Just My Luck with Lindsay Lohan that we have to do on this podcast because it is bonkers. Anyway. Paige got really spruced up for Chris Pine after this movie. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm still spruced up for Chris Pine. I'm all about <laughs> it. When Raven Simone was told that she would be singing with Julie Andrews, she cried, which I was like, respect. I would too. Are you respect. kidding me? Yes. Fuck. Yeah. That's Mary Poppins right there, guys. That's Mary Poppins. It's Miss Von Trapp. <laughs> yes. So in March 2016, Gary Marshall announced that when Anne Hathaway had her baby, because she was pregnant with her first child at the time, once she'd had her baby, they would start production on the third Princess Diaries movie. Unfortunately, he died only a few months later, oh. and the project has been postponed indefinitely. That sucks. I would, I would love a third. I would love it. I would watch it. I don't expect it to be good, but I will watch it. The member of parliament trapped between the two arguing brothers is singer-songwriter Paul Williams. <laughs> what? He's really? also in the first one. <laughs> yeah. The two brothers, the, the, the twins, were so funny. Very, very funny. Um, you mentioned that Gary Marshall is playing the drums on the left. That is true. Yeah. So the song that Johnny Blue sings during the garden party is Miracles Happen, which is the finale song from the first movie. Mm. But he's singing in Mandarin. Very cool. Uh, between the releases of the first and second film... Heather Matarazzo revealed or came out as gay, but in her first appearance in this movie, she emerges from the closet. I don't know if that was planned because in the book, I believe she's in the closet one time. Not like, I mean, like they hide her. It's a whole thing. Anyway, I thought it was very, very funny. Uh, That is great. Sophia Loren is in the party scene, the birthday party scene. Really? Really? Yes. Um, the very, the early one, like her fancy birthday party, not the bachelorette party. When she's sampling the cake frosting, Sophia Loren is right between her and Raven Simone in the background, <laughs> wearing glasses and a gold dress. This is like a long time ago, too. This is back when she was just like Sophie Loren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Boo yourself, Mikey. Uh, the song sung by the opera singer during the garden party is La Traviata, and this is the same opera featured in Pretty Woman. Okay. At one point, Mia refers to Nicholas as Prince Charming. Chris Pine would actually go on to play Prince Charming in Into the Woods almost 10 years later. And there's a Rapunzel reference in this movie, which is there also are. referenced in the song Agony. Agony! It's Billy Masterson who is uh, with Rapunzel in the Into the Woods adaptation that came out like most recently. That is so good. I love Chris Pine and Billy in that movie. They're so funny. I do. I just wish that's another. I know. But my issues are not with Chris or Billy. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah. They're so good. Kelly Clarkson sings the theme song for this movie. Uh, It's a song called Breakaway that goes on to be a number one for her just independently of the film. I don't know if you know, Kelly Clarkson has had a fuckload of number one songs. Oh, yeah. I remember, like, Mm -hmm. around this time, she was a big person. Like, she was out there. But the song Breakaway is originally for this movie, but it's the one, everyone knows it's the, like, I'll spread my wings and I'll learn how to fly. Yeah. And those are your fun facts. 
Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk a wee bit about box office. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to sound like I was vaguely from Genovia for a second. So what do you think the production budget was for The Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement in 2004? I'm going to say $50 million. All right. I mean, they do go all the way to Genovia for this one. They're not, like, hanging out in San Francisco most of the time. There, there's a crazy amount of people. Like, you know, Stan Lee's in this. Do you know how expensive a cartoon <laughs> airport was in 2004? Yeah, I'm going to say $38 million. Okay. You're both on either side of it. It was $45 million okay. in 2004. If you adjust that for inflation, that's like $73.1 million today. Now, this movie came out the weekend of August 13th. Oh, did it premiere on a Friday the 13th? Why, yes, it did. And it was number two in the theaters that weekend. It was beat by, <clears throat> I'm going to say it with my chest, Alien versus Predator. Number two was <laughs> The Princess Diaries 2, Royal Engagement, obviously. Number three was Collateral. Number four was Yu-Gi-Oh! And number five was The Born Supremacy. What do you think The Princess Diaries 2 made in its opening weekend? I'm going to say $12 million. Okay. I'm going to go 18 Ooh, Mikey, you're closer. It was actually $22.9 million, but another... Enemies to Lovers movie beat it at $38.2 million for Alien vs. Predator. (laughs) It did so well its opening weekend. Anyway, this movie was in the theaters for a total of 19 weeks, guys. Uh, What do you think it made total in the domestic box office? I think this made 80. Okay. Domestic. 104. Mikey, you're close. I mean, you're you're sort of on either side of it. It was $95.1 million domestically. Now, it did make another $39.5 million internationally for a total of $134.7 million in 2004. If you adjust that for inflation, that's $218.9 million today. This made money. Please make a third. Anyway, that's your box office. Mikey, do you want to hit him with that romance scale? Yeah, romance scale is how romantic we found the film today. It's a scale of 1 to 10. Paige. I, uh, their chemistry, I'm going to give this a three. Paige, I'm also going to give it a three, if that's what you were going to say. I was was thinking three because I wanted more of it. Like, what we have is amazing, but I'd watch a whole movie of Will They, Won't They with the I want an R version of this. I want a Lady Chandrily's Lover or whatever version of this. Oh, Chatterly, Lady Chatterly's Chatterly, whatever. Lady Chandelier's version of this. Lady talks too much, just love her, I got it. (laughs) I'm going to give it a four. Hell yeah, Mikey! That's our romance scale. Yeah. They don't technically have sex, so we can't do the lion roar scale, right? Right. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. I'm going to give them half a lion roar for that kiss by the fountain. He he scooped her up, Paige. Yeah, he scooped her up. Well, Paige, this week you made us watch The Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement, and thank you so much for that. Mikey, I believe it is your turn next week. Mm. So what are you going to make us watch as we re-enter the Nicolas Cage-averse? Yes. (laughs) There's so many to pick from, but I think we have decided this as... Don't say we like you consulted us. We as in like me and my people. Like the royal we is what you mean. The royal we. Yeah. If this was old Genovia, you guys wouldn't be, you know, this would be taken care of. (laughs) You're going to do Moonstruck. Because we have a special guest for Moonstruck. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Which I've never seen because back when I was little... Didn't give a shit about romantic movies, but now I'm back in. <laughs> I, I have also never seen it. I've never seen it either. 
Oh my God, this is going to be great because it is our special guest's favorite movie of all time. Uh, oh my God, that's yes. awesome. Can't wait. Yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah. So you'll have to watch Moonstruck and then check back for that episode to find out A, who the special guest is, and B, our thoughts on Moonstruck. Yes. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Well, that sounds like a no. So while you're looking one up, let me tell them how they can have their review run of the podcast. And that's to leave us a five-star text review, and we'll have Mikey read it for you. But while he's looking, I'm going to read a Spotify comment from our Valley Girl episode. And that is from, let's see, Sunshine Boy. The comment is, I need to correct Mikey real quick. Nicolas Cage didn't make a cameo in the Flash movie. They used an AI-generated copy and in an ugly scene CGI-heavy scene near the end of the movie. So apparently he didn't act in it. He's just like a cartoon in it. Just like his other movies. <laughs> I'll take it. But thank you, Sunshine Boy. <laughs> and if you want us to read your Spotify comments, leave us a Spotify comment. Mikey, have you found a review? Yeah, let's do Brennan's Biggest Fan. Well, what does Brennan's Biggest Fan have to say? I can't help but notice none of our names are Brennan. Uh, they The title of the review, I'm going to need you to get the full title. Okay, hang on. We need to address Mikey's, and I don't see the rest. Oh, this could go either way. I want to address Mikey's breeding fetish is the title of the review. <laughs> Mikey, Yikes. please feel free to read. There is a PS that says, Mikey, if you choose to read this on the pod, do a voice of your choice. Well, I picked poorly. And I'm so I'm gonna pick my normal voice. <laughs> uh, okay, wait, wait, this is not so bad. Now that I have your attention, little oh. bait and switch there. Just wanted to say I love the pod. I am worried that Mikey, as a whole, has a whole don't breathe set up in his basement. I don't have a basement, <laughs> uh, but that's something you can address in your other pod. That's something that someone who had a whole don't breathe set up in their basement would say. I don't have a basement. I have a crawl space, and I have bad knees, so it's not working out. <laughs> uh, the pod is so perfect that the removal of even one element, I mean Mikey, from an episode makes it just that much less funny. Agreed. That said, some of the best episodes are when Mikey or Todd choose a movie that has page seething with rage. It sustains me. Or well, she loved the episode that came out today for sure. Side note. <laughs> That wasn't rage. <laughs> if you can make Paige see than rage on her own picks like today, you also have fun with it. No. Uh, I, back to the review. I do have to say, at this point, I imagine Todd as a sentient pile of coats and cardigans, and that is very accurate. Coats and cardigans was my boy band name back in college. Boy. We wore both. Anyways, keep up the good work, you group of lovable degenerates. Five stars. <laughs> well, Brennan's the biggest fan. Thank you so much for the awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts. Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn. It's, it. it's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show SHO like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, pages at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok. 
except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a PO box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a PO box, it's actually not a PO box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's, 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And that's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To royal completion. I don't wear my traditional Genovian gold ring on my ears. Know what I'm saying? He's got a Genovian Prince Albert Prince Albert's Diaries is the series. <laughs> Mikey's all spruced up, Paige. All right. We got we got to close went too it. Far. We, I'm yeah, go we, we got to back out. Da, 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 da.